And welcome to Light the Sky Podcast, where we go track by track, album by album, through some of the greatest discographies that have ever been recorded. And tonight uh, with us, we are going to be bringing you the first of the two Guns N' Roses Use Your Illusions. Uh, tonight we're starting, obviously, with one. 1991's follow-up uh, to GNR Lies. Some say it's a studio album. Some just kind of skip over it and get to this uh, double album behemoth. Uh, but yeah, go back and listen to Generalize. It was a lot of fun if you missed that one. And uh, tonight we're going to be going track by track through all 16. So hunker down. We're going to be doing, uh, well, we're not going to be doing all, well, we're going to be doing all of them, but we're going to do something a little different, hopefully speed it up tonight. But if you're uh, live with us on Twitch tonight, uh, live streaming back on Sunday schedule, 7 p.m. Central Time, and uh, you can throw some questions, maybe debate us live because it's a show of opinions. If you don't like this, well, um, well, we're just trying to entertain uh, more than anything else. And uh, tonight, I uh, apologize for the little delay in shows. Um, uh, I got uh, uh, my co-hosts, Kevin, Cre- uh, Alex, and uh, Chris on. And Chris was a little laid out for the last week or so with a nasty bout of the COVID. So a yeah. uh, little, little delayed. So excuse any bit of uh, additional coughing that may appear in your uh, channel, your left channel. I think that's where Chris ends up. Um, it is not Axel creeping. Spanish piece, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. it is not Axel creeping up behind you trying to uh, do a little deep voice in uh, your, your ear. For some reason, that's all over this record. But uh, yeah, let's get back to the record. Tonight, we've got 16 tracks to get through. Um, starting off, you know, let me throw out my questions to think about um, on this record. Um, and maybe you guys can address them in your opening statements. Um uh, which so I think the obvious question on this album and the next album, the one that's been asked a million times and been debated over and over, is which song from this walrus advance on to a use your illusion uh, one and two, you know, a Metallica load and reroll load. Which of the songs advance? So that's kind of the obvious question. But um, I would maybe expand it a little bit um, to have something where you would. Where would you have something like which of these songs? Um, hmm. You know what? I, I think I want to hold on that one. I'll hold on that one. Ask a little bit later um, because I think that's going to come up at a certain point in the song. So let me hold on that thought. Um, another question: Would you have preferred this kind of format, the one and two, from your favorite band? So take a band that you think that they didn't put out enough albums. You know, take a band you're a big fan of. And would you have preferred that they extended out one of those albums to have more B-sides, you know, more more outtakes, more songs that were stuffed behind the couch on the good record and they pull them up and re-record them for this record? Um, would you have preferred if Van Halen had done this for 5150, for example? You know, taken more out of the vault then and, and put it out there and put out a dub mill. Um, does that change your perception of the band? So a, th- a thought to throw out there. Um, another question. What is the most timeless ballad of the 80s because i think there's a qualifier on here so we'll maybe debate that see how it uh how it shakes out and um yeah i think those are all i got for this record and uh maybe how does this album rank in the most arrogant albums of all time that might be one <laughs> so we'll see how that shakes out um and uh, we'll see how that goes so opening tonight's thoughts kevin what do you think about use your illusion one in all of its 16 track 1991 glory <laughs> Well, <laughs> I'm glad we're starting off with uh, those questions right from the start. Uh, I did something a little bit more interesting with this album, listening to it, is 
I started it in different places when I listened to it this last week, um, probably to skip to some of the tracks I didn't know. And this is what I found out, and this may not be surprising. Um, when you take some of these tracks on their own, they're really not bad, right? I, I mean, that that's what they're, they're like. There's a lot of a middling tracks. It's like a C6 Corvette, you know? It's it's just like, yeah. <laughs> in between. <laughs> yes, in, in between classic and modern, there's just kind of this car that's okay. And it's not like they're bad at all. And if they were to come up on a Guns N' Roses, like all track shuffle, I could see it being like, you know, oh yeah, that song is really not too bad. But when they're buried... With a billion other tracks, it just, it works against the song. Yeah. And I don't understand why that's not seen, why that wasn't seen. And don't get me wrong, I discovered some some new songs from this listen. But it really is a shame. And, and like, no, there's a bunch of stuff I think is just kind of derivative. And there's a bunch of stuff that just kind of has been done before. And that's not to say it's bad. It's just kind of there. And being put with 15 other tracks... And next to some strong tracks, it just... And not that, just 15, yeah. 29 other tracks, Well, really. yes, yeah. yes, released same day. So it, it just, it really doesn't help the case. And uh, we can get to your questions later. I, I don't think that I would have wanted any band to do this, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Sometimes, honestly, less is more. And that's like... A good one of those good meal feelings is when you're full, but you could just be like, man, you just miss it, you know? Yeah. That that that's kind of what you wish for. And this, there's just an overload of everything. There's an overload mm-hmm. of Axel. There's an overload of Slash. There's an overload of Guns <laughs> yeah. N' Roses. There's just an overload, right? Um, and, and that just ends up working against what probably could have been a great album. So <laughs> with all that, I'm gonna say it probably sits around. I was debating between five and a half and six. I'm going to give it six benefit of the doubt. Alex, your thoughts. Yeah, man, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad Kev <laughs> went first because he kind of set it up nicely for me. And that's funny. Uh, I was kind of talking to Kevin earlier this week. I didn't want to really indulge too many secrets and I wanted to save it for the show, but I did ask him. And that's funny. You mentioned that at the start of the show, Mark. I said, hey, uh, Kev, do you think uh, G- uh, Metallica took any influence for Load and Reload from these two records? And he's like, oh, are you hearing it too? And it, it does make sense to me. And I know I'm, I'm a huge fan of the Load record and and not as much Reload, but there's some stuff there. Um, usually, I, I don't know, it's tough to answer your question. I, I don't think I'm really the biggest fan of a double album from really anyone the, yeah. the only yeah. like I, I don't know just like that format like I, it's not i don't know it was always just too much for me i don't know if it's uh could be a attention span thing or what but i mean i guess maybe <laughs> one i could kind of think of is maybe melancholy by smashing pumpkins but even that one can You've get a little that a couple times yeah that's, that's and, what that's, that's that's what 27 28 songs and that's long and that's not even my favorite pumpkins record but right. i mean i i can kind of i guess appreciate it there but yeah yeah, this one, I, I really didn't know a whole lot from this record outside maybe, what, Live and Let Die, November Rain, and possibly Don't Cry, maybe. Uh, honestly, I, I really, when it comes to GNR, it's like patience and maybe some 
couple singles oh. off the Use Your Illusions, but I'm really an appetite guy, and yeah. that appetite was just like long enough for me that I liked it. Um, I will say, listening to this record this week, I, I started it like three or four <laughs> times, and I just, I don't know, we kind of <laughs> joked about it, and maybe it's just me kind of coming to this band later, like outside of my really kind of uh, influential stage of life in high school where I would listen to stuff and soak it up. Maybe I needed to listen to this at that point, but now uh, maybe I was just more distracted or it just didn't hit me the same. But uh, I will say I did find a song on this record that I, I really actually like that I never knew before. It's kind of my now I'm here moment from the Queen discography. And it might surprise you because I don't think it's a, a famous hit at all uh, from the band. And I'm starting to kind of realize you might even consider it sort of like, well, this it would be considered the best Faster Pussycat song, but it's not really. It's I've not, got some but, oh, okay. Faster Pussycat but, up on tap for tonight. Yeah, so, it, but it's know. like one of those things where it's like it would be the best Faster Pussycat song, but it's kind of just the middle of the road GNR song. And I'm starting to realize that's my favorite GNR. Like, yes, they can do the really elaborate, really intelligent kind of like theatrical November rain or like the big hit stuff. And I appreciate that. But something more of like the out to get me's like the middle of the road, kind of like dirty rockers are what I really like from the band, mm -hmm. which is maybe kind of average for most people, but that just seems like the most genuine. And that's the thing that really hits me. It's like, yeah, maybe it would be the best faster pussycat thing, but I think GNR does it like really well. Like they sell it really well. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I said I'm going to give it a generous six and a half out of ten. My statement is: Did Metallica take inspiration for "Load and Reload" from these records? And I said honestly, I might appreciate the guitar tones and production here more than "Appetite," but overall, I think it's just a little too long, too much filler. Um, but you know, notwithstanding, I did uh, you know take away a few tracks that I didn't uh, know before, and and I did not listen to any of "Use Your Illusion" two at all yet. So I, I just listened to this record this week. So. Uh, We'll see how the next episode goes too, but that's where I'll leave it for now. A couple interesting points on there. I mean, Metallica uh, in that point in their career had just come off an album to where, you know, it was a similar to Appetite for Destru Destruction, just like a double diamond behemoth of a record yeah. that you tour for three years or four years on. So Guns N' Roses and Metallica were kind of in that same position where they could just, you know, call the shots. This is what we want to do. You know, yeah. this is kind of what we always wanted to do, maybe. I don't know. So they had unlimited budget, unlimited, you know, um, goodwill with the record label and a producer they could pick whoever wants. So that's a kind of a similarity, too, um, and now that you bring it up. And, you know, when you compare it to other double albums, such as, you know, uh, obviously the influence between this and Exile on Main Street being very obvious um, from the Rolling Stones. But if, I just looked it up. The total length of that Rolling Stones double album is less than the Let's entire see. Use Your Illusion one. <laughs> so it's like they squeezed out a double album in the time it took Guns N' Roses to put out right. a single part of a double album. So that to show you, it's not just the length of this, uh, the number of songs, it's just the bloat. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, but go ahead, Chris. I'm, I'm kind of buttoning in on yours. No, it's okay. It's kind of funny. I kind of saw this as, I guess, like a more competently put together, like how much we hated St. Anger, because it's that length. But here, at least, you have, like, you can see they're kind of trying, I guess. Um, but, uh, yeah, the only problem, and it's funny, I came across one detail where I guess 
they were conscious that they had like between 30 and 40 songs and they said they were all great and they had to go out and i'm thinking that's not really is that true is that just a band at the at their page just running amok without like with no, everybody's just Nobody afraid to say talk no. to them. Yeah, and I uh, yeah, I just don't know. Um, this is when yeah. you beg David Geffen to actually step in, but he right. doesn't care because this album is going to make him a lot of money. Anyway, and that's the so, thing. Yeah, this was, I mean, this it, was, it yeah. will, this is, but can't you just say can't you just say no? <laughs> this is an album you could say. I mean, it, it, yeah, as far as the reputation of the band helped, yeah, kind of push those numbers up a little bit. Uh, but uh, it was kind of funny. This is not the kind of album to listen to when you've got a uh, high fever and body aches. Yeah. So that uh, so when I when I started this, yeah, my my review was very low. It's like I just can't I just can't do this, and that's why I. It wasn't until like this. Like, you have a to like days. see your doctor before listening to this right. album. <laughs> yeah. And I was I, it was fun just starting. I'm like, oh god, 116 minutes of. All right. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna get, I, I have to say, it was one of those yeah. things where I would and listen I to COVID. the. Yeah. I would listen to this album and I would get through like honestly it took me quite a while for some of these songs to finally hit like at first on first listen I'm like nothing's really doing it for me here and eventually yeah. I, like after my third or fourth try it's and like okay I'm starting to appreciate some more and of that's these kind here. of I, I, I'm, I'm, it's not I'm not, I'm not going to say that it's not a strong kind of but I did after I started feeling better and listening I'm like okay there's a lot of and that's, and this is kind of how I started out my opening or my statement uh, that it's you can't argue it's very competently crafted and very sure. professional sounding, but that doesn't necessarily equate to a quality final product. Yeah, if it's just like if they're just kind of going overboard and just pushing through like Mark said, bloat. And there's a lot of bloat here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 116 minutes is a lot, and you've really got to know what you're doing. Uh, not to say that they didn't. This is probably one of the better sounding ones, but again. Yeah, there's not enough memorable moments like there is on Appetite. Yeah, to keep you kind of, kind of invested throughout the entire again 116 minutes. I'm gonna keep saying that because yeah, this should not have been. <laughs> it's yeah. gonna be like a political slogan. 116 16 minutes. minutes. Like, like Kevin, 116 minutes. Like like Kevin said in his statement. Yeah, there is a lot of great stuff here that's just overshadowed by just too much of anything. Yeah, uh, and I hate to say I like a lot of I like a lot of the guitar playing, but a lot of it's just very jammy. It's very unfocused, but very solid. Um, and again, going kind of paraphrasing something Kevin has always said as far as my opinion, that's uh, more like, oh, that was kind of fun and interesting. Next. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, I, like, okay. Yeah. And we're and in I, the context of the greatest discoveries of all time, and we're just yeah. going next. <laughs> like, yeah. what is out there that there's better? Yeah. Um, and I kind of have to agree with some of the more critical reviews. I mean, there's a lot of kind of filler moments. Uh, I wouldn't say that this album is like a great deep cut record, uh, in meaning that like where you go for the deep cuts necessarily, like we do in some of our favorite bands. Yeah, there's like um, one for me. <laughs> exactly. Like, I mean, with Rush, I mean, we're all about the deep cuts or any of our, or any or Van Halen, we go for the deeper kind of end of the, yeah, I mean, but here I can't say I did. A lot of these said, that, okay, okay, it's rocking, but they don't, so at a certain point they all mesh together. Oh, like yeah. it sounds cool. It's it's something I can imagine in a live setting. I would probably like this album a lot more, mm-hmm. but in a more one where there's energy. But just appreciating, just trying to sit down with headphones on, trying to appreciate it. I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't get into it as yeah. And what is it with with Axel and his f bombs? I mean, okay, like before, <laughs> like in the, like when they were when they were a piss and vinegar, like trying to make it band. Like okay, that's fine. Here it just it's like you're worried you've sold probably ten twenty million records at this point. Yeah, or close to it. Yeah, and when you sign it, it just sounds just kind of like you're just trying to hold on to something. And every time you would throw that out there, or, or badmouth in his mother, I know there was a pretty kind of forceful thing about his mom there, like, 
Yeah. Okay. It's like it kind of reminded I think me. It a goes little bit beyond of, an f bomb, if I recall. Yeah. Exactly. It kind of <laughs> reminds me of like later on with like Eminem when he would he would kind of go after everybody like that kind of. But here it just doesn't. It just feels a little forced. And maybe he I, heard NWA or something <laughs> and figured that that was the way. Like I want that kind of attitude. Yeah. I. I yeah. Here it just possible. like. Yeah. Here it just didn't set. Yeah. Again, there was just one of those. Like, okay, now we're at this. We're 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 at a different different part in his evolution now where you can and still then be the guy angry wears your kilt yeah that's a yeah <laughs> like on top of all that yeah so there are there are moments that as far as they make his 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 persona a little bit harder to digest um uh but yeah the, uh, yeah this is frustrating there's, there's, a, lot, there's a lot there, 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 sounds like a there, five to me yeah there's a, yeah there's a lot here, here to appreciate but it feels like they're trying a little too hard and i think again there should have been they should have focused on like eight or nine good tracks instead of 16 well 35 i guess total yeah according to them yeah it's i it was funny i came across that stand i was just laughing because i could imagine like oh like slash brought in eight songs and duff br- uh, brought in five or six and izzy brought in 10 and axel brought in it's like oh man this is, let's just do it all and no they could only do that because they had such a big selling album the first exactly time. yeah so i mean then that's another kind of frustrating thing but uh Anyway, so yeah, where does that? Where do I sit as far as my score? Um, I was fairly low. I was probably on the five when I started this, but again, after digesting it and kind of looking at it again, uh, it sounds good, even though if it's not necessarily interesting. Uh, I'm probably gonna sit in kind of the mid sixes at six and a half. Uh, that may go. No, it might just go down. I don't think it'll go up, but yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, it, so, it, 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 yeah. it is. It is one of those records too, where if you're like a diehard, um, kind of like how maybe we were for van halen or a band that we're a little bit more experienced with i could see this being a record where it's like all right everybody talks about appetite and like this is my record like i kind of want one of the ones that like people talk about less i mean i guess you could go to an extreme and maybe there's some people that think chinese democracy is the best guns and roses record or something (laughs) like that like if you're a diehard fan and and i and you have to understand like i'm at least for me, I'm kind of coming to this band. I mean, I've I've no obviously known of the band like for a really long time, but this like at 28 years old, I'm really finally listening to a lot of this stuff for the very first time. So, you know, I, I'm doing my best to kind of appreciate the deep cuts. But I guess if you think of it in that headspace, maybe that kind of explains yeah. my harshness a little more and it's, well, and it's, i'm kind of going the and, same and, and, way on that yeah. and if i spent a lot more time with this and like you know if i did give this weeks and really like i'm sure stuff would grow grow on me but you know at this point with what like a week of listening to it in that short span it's like oh man it's got to be really is, good to impress it, me with over a week is you is that, something it's frightening oh go ahead yeah the wall is only five minutes longer than this album one <laughs> Oh, and you know what we gave the wall <laughs> yeah, Ooh, I remember not... starting out positive with that one that one tanked by yeah. like hours you know, you know, that was when the was... birth of the BBW with the beer break <laughs> or, uh, beer bathroom weed <laughs> there you know, might funny, be a was... break here you know, it's funny. I was thinking, is is this gonna be like the like what Tenet was for us as far as a movie? Is are we just are we missing something, or is it really just like? Well, we, here's we, what I can yeah. pick up on uh, for my <laughs> opening statement here: that with this album, um, Guns and Roses, you, you kind of reach a point, a fork in the road, where like, how deep do I want to go into this band? Like, how much more? <laughs> Do I really want to dig into the deep cuts or dig into the, you know, the um, everything that surrounds the band, Guns N' Roses Nation, whatever you want to call it. 
um, kind of the ethos of it. And when you get to this point, like you've already heard, and everybody's heard appetite, and you kind of gone through the patience, and you've got the, you know, we've got that under your belt, and you already know the big hits from this one. You, I mean, you should know, don't cry. You should know November Wayne. You should know a strange. You should know like live and let die, whatever. Like you kind of know these. What else is there on the next record? Knocking um, on heaven's door. Yeah, don't cry. Alternate lyrics. <laughs> yeah. I would even say you could be Civil mine. War is a bigger one. You maybe. could be mine. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's the kind of thing that you know. You have to approach it. You're approaching this fork in the road. And am I okay just being a fan of, of those songs plus, yeah. you know, everything on Appetite that is also at that level? And I'm good. I don't need any more. Yeah. I don't care. Like, I, 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 that, that's enough yeah. for me. And I think I'm starting to think that maybe that's the path I want to go down. And I just don't want to dig into... Um, back off, bitch, and think that there's something there. <laughs> like I just, I, I don't know. Like it just, yeah, mm, bad apples. I wonder if like, and somebody might be like, dude, that's the best Guns N' Roses song, man. You guys, are like, okay, tell us, let us know. But you know, like I just think that most fans of the band tend to gravitate to the very good hits, which are objectively head, shoulders, torso, and knees above everybody else that was coming out of that scene at that time. <laughs> And that's all you need. You just didn't need to go any further because that is like, there's like 10 bona fide arena rocking, amazing, timeless, classic hits in an album and, you know, 1.5 albums or whatever you want to call it. So I don't know how much further you need to go with it uh, beyond that. Um, Don't think that I could say that I discovered a whole lot of stuff here. Um, I will say that just going from, you know, we, we went from like the most perfect unintentional concept album about the scene to a bloated reflection of the turmoil that was going on within the band and with yeah. all that they had done sweeping the board and achieving stardom. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what else to, to, to say about it other than, you know, maybe throw out the question there that how much responsibility does this album have in empowering the scene that would sweep the board, their board with it coming up with Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, everybody. So, you know, I, I have to question that, being that we also did cover Nirvana. So uh, that kind of gives me an interesting perspective having uh, going back to this one. So with that, I'm actually going to go a little bit high on this one, even though I think there's a lot of garbage on it. Um, I'm going to go with a 7.5, actually. Wow. wow. Simply based on the strength of the songs and the obvious uh, solution to this being just to cut all of the garbage. You, so. you know, you know, those, those people that you kind of like, like from afar, you just kind of, they're, they're yeah, outside your doses. sphere. Yeah. yeah. They're outside your sphere. And then you learn more about them, like about their personal life. And the more you <laughs> learn about them, the more you don't like them. It's yeah. kind of like this band, like the more you dig into it, the more you're just like, yeah, it's okay. I wish I just remembered the hits now. I'll well, go back in time when I just knew the hits. That's don't we live in a, a time where that's a little bit more common? And, and I'm just maybe speaking from my own biases here, but you know, if you ask me, oh, do you like the artist Eminem, uh, for example? And I would say, yeah, yeah he's, got, he's got some good songs. But if I had to listen, if you like, you know, put some handcuffs on me and force me to listen to an Eminem discography, I would be so done with that guy. <laughs> and every, like, I would just, dude, I'd never want to see his stupid mug ever again and just hear him like in my ear. Like, it's just like, you could, you could just take the little bits here and there and just like, that's yeah. good. And uh, Guns N' Roses really is that band. I think they were that band yeah. before that type of band became 
much more popular, you know, with yeah. rap or hair or not hair metal, right. um, uh, 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 new metal, you know, that with the kind of stuff where like, yeah, I'll just listen a little bit, but you know, don't make me listen to a whole Fred Durst, you know, in my ear. Like I don't want any of that, <laughs> you know, but I will take Roland and, you know, some of the, the high points. So I think that that's where on the precipice of that. So, uh, but All based right, on that high points, I'm a 7.5. Kevin, bring us in. We're going to pull a little tiptoe into that really let's, cold let's pool. Wait, yeah, let's wait into that pool right now. Turn and leave. Deep end of the pool. <laughs> right oh. next door to hell. We're starting it from the top. Um, this is one of those songs that when it kicked off the album, the intro starts on the bass part. All right. Drums come in. All right. Guitar comes in. Okay. Here we go. The verse comes in and I hate it. I hate it. There's something about this. It's just like, what, what happened? What happened to the coolness of welcome to the jungle? What, what happened to the, like some of the swing and, and this, like, not just this. It just feels like somebody like that's kind of weak, just trying to punch really hard. Mm-hmm. And as soon as the verse comes in, I'm just like, ah, oh, stop. And, uh, and, and I'm, I'm sick, of, sick of you already, Axel. Sick of you already. And you have and, uh, and, and 115 I, and I, minutes to go. Yeah. And I love how uh, that I guess a part of the basis for the song is him fighting with his neighbor. I don't know what just makes me. That just sounds like <laughs> you're, you're, you've, you've made it to that next level. You're not fighting with people in the street anymore. You're fighting with your, like, your female neighbor or whatever who's, you said, is getting on your nerves, so you smash a bottle over her head or whatever. I think that was the story. This feels like a six spot or I, a 12 <laughs> spot since we have 16 I have tracks. to agree. Like, this is one of those songs, and, I mean, come on, you got to realize what it's going up against, at, you know, as uh, as competing with an opener. I mean, Welcome to the Jungle, it's kind of hard to beat that. 
And I heard this the first time I listened to it, and I'm like, okay, well, yeah, this isn't as strong. This isn't as strong an opener as Welcome to the Jungle is, but like, okay, I'll try to entertain it. And it didn't really start to click for me after maybe like two or three listens, where you know I, I really do love that bass tone with the uh, with the chorus on it. And yeah, the verses aren't my favorite, but I, I love the guitar tone. I do like the oh, riff. Yeah. It is kind of an average opener. I could see what you mean by. Um, like a six spot. It's just like I, I kind of expected more. Not that it's bad. I don't hate no, it. exactly. But it's like, oh, okay, well, it's... Like, I wouldn't even necessarily consider this like one of the stronger songs on Appetite no. if it was on there. It's just kind of like yeah. middle of that's, the That's what I mean. It's yeah, like yeah. one of those songs that we talked about on the Bad Cafe <laughs> Appetite that's like, eh, not bad. And the, like, I mean, that's I, not really how you want to next. Start, right? I can, can kind of see it working as an opener, but it's just like, oh, it, it, like you hear this as an opener and it kind of makes you think, all right, I might be on a journey here where they didn't really have a whole lot. It, like, they don't have a destination. Like, like this song, like, not, okay, not, anyway. that it, not that it's bad, but you have to think like you're coming off of Appetite and then you hear this and it's like. All right, they may have wrung out the sponge on that first record. <laughs> Would you go on a tour bus, a tour journey, a guided tour with Guns N' Roses as your hosts? <laughs> just, just like Duff and and uh, and and Izzy are just getting high. Axel just has a motor mouth. Like, if you're thinking about it from that perspective, if I'm going to disagree with all of you, actually, I think this is a great opener because it's it makes perfect. Sense. Like, well, I, it for no I, I think it's perfect for the time. And if if Appetite for Destruction, as I had my epiphany in that record that this is the most unintentionally great concept album of all time about that scene, then this is the perfect kick off the second record follow-up to that. Like, now he's got money, he's living in this, you know, high-rise condo, and there's some, you know, stuffy rich woman living next to him, and it's just like, now guns and roll. Like, it's funny. Like, you could just, like, picture that kind of thing. It's like, picture just some wealthy I'm not I didn't laugh, LA, but yeah, it was, yeah. You know, right. you know, some kind of, you know, heiress or whatever, like, just some, like, old money, and then, like, all of a sudden, like, this rock band <laughs> moves in next door, and, like, the kind of is shaking all the time, and yeah. it's just, like, constant, so, like, you know, mayhem. So I think that's, it's, it's a great way to start this album even if it isn't you know to the level of welcome to the jungle it's like you know at least they didn't go back and do well let's do welcome to the jungle too let's do appetite for destruction part two uh they tried to do something different and that's a great uh you know that's that's a very um i don't know no, i think that should be commended you know, because so many I'm bands no, are trying to recreate let's do Vanillin too let's do queen too let's do something yeah. different i was just gonna say that mark i can almost in a way compare see i'm trying to like put it in the headspace of van halen okay you, you can kind of compare van halen one and appetite two landmark groundbreaking almost like all-star lineup albums where everything is strong and is like a hit and is on the radio and it's like okay and then you get into van halen two and i still love it but and it has its hits but it's not top to bottom as strong and I know you're no good as a cover the way that album opens up. And it's like, it's it's still a great opener, but in the grand scheme of things, it's kind of average if you're coming off of Van Halen 1. And in a way, this is kind of like that, where it's still cool, I appreciate it, but it's like, it's not going to beat Running With The Devil. And yeah. That's probably hard to do. But the thing is, yeah. Van Halen was trying to do another round. Like, they, they had one year, you know, they you know put out the album, went on tour, Next album, uh, where Guns N' Roses had some time to do something different, so they did. I, I don't mind different because, but we're gonna get slapped across the face with different this entire album. Yep. 
Well, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, I I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad that they took the like a stronger. It's just there's too much here. There needs to be. There needs to be some proofreading and some chi- yeah, the, the chopping block. <laughs> Was collecting dust Get and needed to be used. <laughs> yeah, black was collecting dust. black was broken. And that's, pro- and that's the problem. I like Sorry, that they guys. were that they were they were. They, and there's some like I said. I, these are all very competently crafted and very professional sounding, but there's just too much of it. <laughs> yeah, there's too. And it's not. And they're not strong enough to where you where you don't pay attention to it. Yeah, where it's like no, you do. Yeah, when you've got yeah. Where the I think the average song length is what five minutes across sixteen songs. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, that's just yeah, imagine that's, that, that's, that's that word. This is not a buffet. This is a <laughs> yeah, this I, is, I love yeah. old country. I love, yeah. this is, I, I love that that's Chris's like default being nice. It's like he doesn't want to be harsh, but it was it's competent. This is the kind of thing we should tweet at Axel. This let's tweet at Axel. Ever hear of a chopping block? Yeah. Ever hear of the cutting room floor? Concepts that are not familiar to Axel Rose. Let's make a list. Like I said earlier, I mean they 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 came into this very excited that they had almost forty songs or thirty five or whatever, and like oh we gotta we gotta use all of them, and I I can only imagine being like a like a studio veteran going like. But every okay, I, 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 okay, I guess, honey, I'm not going to be coming home for the holidays. I, I guess mean, you're like, really stuck. Faster Pussycat, <laughs> I'm sure, went to the record labels and were like, dude, 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 we've got like 50 killer tracks, and it's like, you have 0. 0.5. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like yeah. every band said that. That's why I don't really buy that. I mean, I do buy it because they had the arena hits. Well, if they said, yeah. we've got 10 killer arena hits, they did. You have 50 songs, no, you don't. Well, that's yeah, what I was yeah. saying about you have 50 when ideas. It came. You don't have 50. Yeah, do you, do you, you don't have 50 yeah, suppose, things yeah. people want to listen to. That's what, <laughs> I was, that's what I was saying with Nirvana when you were, you know, asking like, is could you really consider this one of the best? Never mind. Can you really consider this one of the best albums of all time if it's got some filler on it? And it's and I, you know, personally liked everything on there, but I know you guys like weren't huge fans of like Lounge Act and Stay Away. And I'm thinking to myself, well, like maybe then at the time they thought everything they had was worthy of going on the record and it was a hit. And it's only in retrospect when mm-hmm. you can compare it where you it's really easy to pick out what's the, the filler and what's not. But at the right. time you got it recorded, you're turning it in. It's like you don't you might have a sense like, OK, yeah, I know November Rain's going to stand out from a lot of this stuff. But maybe they thought, well, all this is pretty good. And you you got to know that 32 tracks are not going to be hits. Producers probably getting paid the by the hour, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, let's move on to track two. Uh, <laughs> 30s? <laughs> yeah, hey, we're one fifteenth uh, there almost. Yeah. So one, this is like when I'm on the exercise machine. And it's got a 30-minute countdown, and it gets to like one minute, and I'm tired already. And I'll be like, all right, I'm one fifteenth there. The anxiety starts setting in. <laughs> it's like, all right, I'm two-sevenths there. This, this, puffing this and is... puffing two minutes and 30 <laughs> seconds into a 15-minute workout. <laughs> this is dust and bones and we're going to start it at two minutes down
This one is a fun little barroom romp. Uh, I'm That's, a fan yeah. of the uh, contributions from Izzy in general. Oh, yeah. Um, I feel like that's the, you know, kind of the Rick Wright, the underappreciated player. Uh, not Nowhere near the level of a Rick Wright um, and how Rick Wright basically carried Pink Floyd at a certain point. But, uh, you know, to that, I guess, level of underappreciation, I think that his contributions really uh, add to the record rather than detract or just to just fill time. Um, you know, I kind of have to wonder with this song, though, uh, because it's got that that barroom boogie vamp to it what this would have sounded like with steve adler because i think the common complaint and it's it's pretty you know apparent right off the bat was that um you know matt swarm right mm-hmm. yeah that he that he was just too drum machiney just too precise precise where steven adler Steph, had this yeah. push pull groove like john bonham level and not naturally quite that you know they, they kind of feel to it and what what this song might have been had the groove just been a little looser um, but overall, I think that the direction is nice. And I, again, appreciate that they are not trying to do Welcome to the Jungle 2, that they're doing something, even if the p- piano's rolling in, here comes Elton John, here comes Rolling Stones. Like, you know, it's it's going to get horrible, but it's not horrible right now. And I'm cool with it. I don't know what Barry White's doing in my right ear either. <laughs> I, I, I got to I, I gotta kind of agree with you there. This is one where like on first listen, it sounded kind of average. And I won't say it's one of the, I don't think it's one of the best gun songs, but it's quite authentic to me where like I look at the title Dustin Bones and it just puts this picture in my mind. And this is going to sound kind of like a funny analogy, but I almost get like this kind of swashbuckling kind of thing to it. Like it's got like this almost like, like you said, it's like this bar, like this piratey kind of thing like i can see the <laughs> skull and cr- i could see like the skull and crossbones like on the black flag at the back of the yeah. pirate ship <laughs> it, 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 like this this song is like yeah, that's what i want to think about like, when i'm thinking like this it. song yeah. is like a gas station like t-shirt or something like like you know <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I know what you mean, actually, because it's like I think a, a gas, gas station, station vibe. Where it's yeah. like Th- this, my mom this was... drives a semi, kind of like that's <laughs> what this smokes like a chimney. chimney. Yeah, and it's I I appreciate Izzy, and and you know I I've actually heard, and I actually I, I think I tried listening to it a while ago, and we don't need to get too into it, but I have heard some people say that that first i think izzy and juju or this is i'm sorry that i'm sounding so uh uh what's the word i'm trying to think amateur (laughs) now ignorant (laughs) ignorant is the word i'm trying to think of you have to understand the juju hound so what's that that first izzy stradlin the juju oh yeah his his solo band yeah 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 yeah, i've actually heard that that that's about it yeah yeah 92 Mm. is the when that first record came out i've actually heard it's really good and I think I heard some people say they actually prefer it to some gun stuff. So yeah. I mean, like, it's cool to hear him. And, and obviously, this is going to be his last record with the band, right? Was he on User Illusion too? He was he on both of them. Yeah. Oh, he was on both. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. But th- this this oh. was actually my big stocks on the rise song, and it's for all the reasons you said. Because like when you look at it, yeah, it's nothing special. But I guess it's just one of those songs. I'm like, oh, this is good. I like repeating this song. Like, is there anything really cool like that hasn't been done before? No, 
Not at all. Like it's definitely all been I, done before. But you hear I, it, and it's like I, it makes sense that this band would do this. It just seems like right. like they weren't necessarily going for a radio hit, but yeah, it's just kind of like oh, you we're know just gonna what? we're just gonna write like a bar jam that we would just jam at practice and let's turn it into a song and put it out there because it's authentic to us. You know what's cool. Alex, you might appreciate this. There's actually a live version of this song with Izzy playing a Telecaster. All right. Singing lead vocals. Count and Slash, Slash is on some kind of black, <coughs> like, super strat, like a Fender HM strat. Nice. Doing dive bombs and stuff. It's just so weird. That and I watched it. it. I watched it. I'm like, <laughs> I like this because of how it's still Guns N' Roses, but very different. Mm-hmm. Than Guns and Roses there, at the there, same it's time. A ver- that shows off the versatility of the band. There yeah, was in a way that they there, could have emphasized more. Yeah. There was one thing at the end that kind of annoyed me when uh, Axel, I think, is screaming the uh, yeah the uh, the title where it didn't remind me of Axel screaming. It sounded like a, like Tom Kiefer doing a yeah. If you could play like the last forty seconds, Mark. Yeah, I got it. I know it's a little before. That doesn't that that doesn't sound like Axel. It sounds again like a yeah. Yeah, it does sound a little Tom Kiefer like. And there's gonna be some more Cinderella references I'm gonna bring up later in the album. Nice. (laughs) All right, are we moving on? Let's let's move on to a cover tune. Live and Let Die, uh, famous for several reasons, I guess. <coughs> but we're also going to start this one at two minutes. If you're wondering why we're starting some of these in certain places when we get deeper into the album, it's because I didn't know where to start it at all. But in this case, let's, let's click start and skip. It at two <laughs> we were uh talking about gnr lies i said for the first <laughs> half that uh, outside of maybe mama kin it's like i don't know i would kind of rather listen to the original versions of these cover songs uh yeah i'm gonna take this version over paul sorry sir paul i i went back and i listened to his version and i know that might be blasphemous to some people to yes. say that <laughs> i buy this i mean I, i've heard the song so many times it's always on the radio it is like a little overplayed for me, but then I, I hadn't listened to the original in a long time, and I'm like, well, let me put it on again and kind of A-B them. And it's like, yes, it's very, it's absolutely like very intelligent songwriting where you can put so many different moods on there and make it work. But I don't know, I really like how they made this their own, and it's like, 
I buy this one. It really beefs it up. It's cool. And it's kind of faithful to the original, but just the tones and everything works really well. So yeah, I, I got to give them props on this one. I support that completely. I think that this is the kind of song that whomever decided that they should do this is a genius because yes. it absolutely yeah. fits what yes. Guns N' Roses can, their strengths and what they bring to a song too, like yeah. this. Um, just the additional orchestration that's not too overbearing. Um, horns, you know, like in, in those yeah. verses there, and, and that that's you know this, uh, adding great texture to it. Um, even Axel's crooning, uh, you know, it, there's there's parts yeah. where he just does it, and it's just like that's that's perfectly <laughs> Guns and Roses. Song. Like it's like you hate them, but you can't replace them. I, um, and that really helps out here. Um, and it's just such a, another a great live staple out of absolutely mm-hmm. nowhere. Like how did this cover song become such a great thing to hear live? It just rocks live. It's just got those moments that just kind of crescendo down, <coughs> decrescendo, and um, you know really come through the. Uh, um, you know, the ability to put that, uh, you know, together and make it all uh, very, um, you know, coherent. Yeah. So I just don't know what it's doing in the three spot. Very yeah, weird it's a, space it's for a, it. It's a weird space yeah. for him. Chris, I, give us a dissenting yeah, opinion. Yeah, I know. I, He's I got agree the Beatles with the, shirt on right now. Yeah, I know. I agree with the with the orchestration. I think is awesome. I, this is like a definitive live track. But I can't, at least in the studio version, I can't stand Axel's vocals on here, especially in the opener. It just sounds like a, like a, a parody. Like, uh, it is Margaret a little people, goofy. Were you were you? I don't, I don't know. Just like, I don't know. Just it, it, sounds, <laughs> it was more. Of the, it was more of the high voice that I wasn't like. It's one of those Axel, things where he's so unique. Where yeah, it's a little goofy and it's like a character yeah. But like I, I, yeah. also, you could say that about like Billy Corgan too, where it's like he has that <laughs> voice and you can almost kind of like right. meme it. And and yeah. if you're ever it's singing where, karaoke and you put that voice on, it's gonna get a laugh. He, it, it's but where, it's unique yeah. and you know who it is right away. It's great. Cool, it's weird though. Like when it's it sits in between like his normal singing, like on Patience, which I and I and I did. I gave him a lot of credit for that. I like how his clean vocals came through uh but i don't like that mixture of the of his screechy voice and his pl- and his normal singing voice it just i don't know it just sounds like a parody of somebody trying to do him and that was always uh, that was always an issue especially with this song because i love everything else like the guitar playing the organ, the, the horn i mean it's a unique uh a really great risk that they took in it and they pulled it off at least with that uh, and I, I can imagine in the live setting you're probably more paying more attention to just the instrumental bombast yeah. versus yeah listening to uh to axel singing uh but that was yeah my only yeah, issue i just never could yeah it was always just kind of like this yeah like the that's, fly that's, in the soup yeah that's <laughs> totally fair too because yeah. i can even though i like this song i can see no yeah it's great 100 percent. i can yeah. totally see being like yeah especially the way he says certain words right I, but that's yeah, gonna, just that's gonna like, bug like, me but yeah i don't, I don't, I don't know what is this? What, I still can't get over his accent. Yeah, but the weird like, thing, I don't think, right. And the problem, <laughs> though, I don't think, I don't think either ends of the spectrum of the spectrum of his singing would have worked either. So I don't know how you would have fixed his vocals without making it irritating. Because I don't know, maybe his vocals just don't really fit any of the uh, uh, fit into any part of the spectrum. But again, everything else about the song is strong enough. So yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to what is this track four? Yeah, we're we're rolling along here. Um, this is "Don't Cry." 
original, apparently. I don't even <laughs> consider... I, I just think of it as don't cry. There's no <laughs> other don't cry. There's just this don't cry. Yeah, don't don't pay attention to the st- other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those, those, we're, those phonies. Yeah. Yeah. We're going <laughs> to start this one at two minutes and 15 seconds. Keep going because I just want to play that chorus. performance from the band i i don't know if people just think this plods or you know why this isn't really a favor from the band because they're just not into guns and roses for this kind of thing but this has got i think this is my second favorite guns and roses song behind night train this song i love the pace of it i love axel's voice (laughs) it's absolutely perfect the perfection of guns and roses comes when they just absolutely nail down that third or fourth final chorus and do something yes. just a little bit different with it. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. You know, they throw in that whatever that E major or whatever it is to turn it around with that, you know, the the flat 7 to da 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 da, da. like it's so good and this the triple yeah. it fills uh that they throw in there. I think that this is the most timeless ballad to come out of the scene. The entire yeah. '80s scene. This Maybe is a great I mean, song. I, yeah. I, it, it, I, I didn't. I wasn't really familiar with it before. That might. Um, I don't know. Uh, maybe it's more famous. I, I just never really came across it, and I heard it, and I'm like, this is kind of a cool mood for the band, and it's minor, minery, and yeah, minor, I, yeah. it, and I was listening to it, and I <laughs> know that I don't know if any of you guys will. Like maybe get this kind of reference and maybe you can kind of go listen to this, but I know these guys are punk fans and obviously they cover some punk bands on spaghetti incident and like, you know, they'll rock the t-shirts and stuff. And I was listening to the song structure and the way it's written and it almost has like a punk vibe, like the way it's written, not so much the tempo, because obviously you're going to think, you know, it's going to be more screamy and a lot faster, but if just more of the songwriting, it has like this almost like 50s, 60s kind of like doo-woppy thing, but also it has like a Ramonesy kind of <coughs> Misfits feel, like this mm-hmm. horror punk kind of thing to it in a way, which I think is really kind of cool, but it really, it seems authentic to what they do and 
God, the guitar tones are great on this. Yeah. So, so, solo, so lyrical. Yeah, but just the yeah. rhythm tones too. It's like I know everybody goes yeah. to Appetite saying, you know, that's one of the best Les Paul Marshall tones ever. But there's just a little... A little bit more meat. There's more here. There's yeah. more. It's like if anything, you could almost yeah. say appetite is almost a little thin. And maybe that was just the production like time. Uh, right. you know, maybe it was just, you know, eighties being a little thinner in here. What is this early nineties? Like 91. just yeah. those yeah. couple years just gave it a little bit more body to it where you can just kind of feel right. it a little bit more in the speakers and like when he's doing those palm mutes, oh, I think it sounds great. Right. Yeah. So we, uh, yeah, I'm glad you played that outro. Uh, yeah. Pretty much like the last like minute and a half is just that yeah, pretty much put yeah solid. I mean, it really it's there's just a lot of musical moments going on there. Uh, too bad that that wasn't the whole record, but uh, <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, there was. And again, just picking out little things again, especially when it gets into the guitar solo. That's just some very thick, yeah, Marshall-y goodness here. Um, but uh, yeah, there's. Uh, I, I don't want to say that it was thin, but it's weird how much it changes. Yeah, Kevin at two twelve. Can you play that? Maybe as a guitar player, you can kind of notice. Yeah, that it's very thin, and then all of a sudden it just. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it kind of. All of a sudden they just add all the frequencies in there. Yeah. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's where it kind because of, again, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess that's kind of a stupid thing to complain about, just that brief kind of. But I think that, 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 that maybe that in '91 that was kind of a part of Slash's rhythm tone, or or maybe that was is that Izzy like that that thinner kind of guitar at the bottom? Was that Izzy or was that Chris, Slash? I'm like so enthralled with the song that I'm not even listening to that. Right. <laughs> just thinking how smooth and great. All right, this anyway, song is a warm good, blanket. Yeah, like it, I'm just not paying song. attention to the texture of the threads as much because it's just such a. No, it is again. It's it's yeah, yeah construction wise, yeah, melody choice wise, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's great. Um, I love the, it, 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 ooh, the little ooze in the chorus. Yeah. and it's, it's also so nice, soft. Yeah, he's not yeah. screaming at all. This it's also nice seeing uh, Axel a little bit vulnerable. If you read into it, yeah, this had to do with him getting shot down by a girl. Uh, I guess yeah, he was trying to uh, I think hook up with Izzy's girlfriend who just broke up with him, but then she kind of spurns Axel, and it becomes this kind of where I guess they're. Yeah, this moment, I guess, where he talks about did, where he, he and Axel, her like, didn't Axel get with Duff or St- Steven's girlfriend on Rocket well, Queen? That, yeah, that was. <laughs> that. What here, is here, going here. on in this band? There's like <laughs> some serious. In, there, there's some incest going there, on here. Yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah Appetite and the company Inc. is an understatement <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, folks. yeah, on Appetite. Yeah, on Appetite though, it seemed like it was more just like middle finger up in the air, kind of like I do what I want here. <laughs> this was the first moment where it was like, okay, where he's. Yeah, where he's a little bit, uh, he's he's not happy. Yeah, happy. What's yeah, that he got shot has down. No credibility for that kind yeah. of thing. I just like the music. It's yeah, just, and this Excel, I'm so sorry you weren't be able to get with your bandmates. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're trying to conquer them all. <laughs> but Everybody it was funny sh- if you read if you read the story. She's like, no, it's like where it was kind of like weird. This weird like where she shot him down, but it was like amicable. Where she tried to console, like, I'm sorry, yeah, the weird that we're not going to work out. Yeah, uh, I thought it was just a weird kind of segue in the yeah. as far as the. The screwed up relationship kind of history of the band. <laughs> Everybody like join me in the group yeah. share. I would like to play another song that I feel <laughs> is a top oh ballad of the eighties from a band that we've been joking about oh throughout this Guns N' Roses discography. I, pre- I appreciate I th- this. I think that this is, there's some comparables. <laughs> this song came out in 89. So, you know, a couple of years or earlier, 90 or 89, this is 89. So oh, this is, uh, this is a faster Never pussycat. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> finally made an appearance on the show. House of pain. 
evening, starting at uh, about 3.37 here. literally thought this was Guns N' Roses when I heard that voice at first. Oh, boy. <laughs> and this is a really, I mean, we, we make fun of Faster Pussycat a lot on this GNR show so far, but I, this is a genuinely good song. It's probably the only good song. It's like the, the point five there <laughs> that, they, that they achieved. Um, but, you know, it wasn't like that the, this was out of nowhere for the scene, so I just have to throw credit to some of the other bands that were doing good work. But I will say probably that this is the best example of it. Don't Cry, maybe Bring It On the Heartbreak would be another one I think is probably a genuinely good, timeless ballad that aged very well out of the scene. Has to be up there with Don't Cry. Oh, bring It On the Heartbreak, that live in 87 version. Check that out. Um, but now we're going to get to... <laughs> See, this is okay. why I'm listening to Guns N' Roses, and I'm always taking detours. I'm like, I go listen to some yeah. Genesis. Oh, that was me all week. Can I throw in a... Yeah. Can I throw in a question? Sure, go ahead. Yeah, because I know I'm going to... With how much we have to dig through, I'm going to... I almost forgot that I had questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's start with a... Everybody have their buzzers ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, sounds good. All right, we got a true or false question here. All right, uh, Use Your Illusion 1 uh, nudged out uh, too slightly to debut at number one on the billboard. Oh. I think that was Kevin. I believe Use Your Illusion 2 actually nudged out this one. So what, do you, so what is your answer? If it's true or false, you said this, nudged out. False. Yeah, you are correct. Yeah, yeah. two nudged out, one. Uh I think on the strength of you could be mine or something else. Strange. Yeah. Civil War. Uh, yeah, I don't know. All right. Well, now that I'm off my victory, <laughs> um, are we doing the next four as a group? We're just going to talk about that. Yeah, Kevin, just cue them up. Let's just fire them off, and we're going to speed through these. Uh, and we'll talk about them all. So we're still going track by track. But uh, yeah, don't worry. We'll get to them all. Yeah, uh, so just to let our audience know, we're going to start Perfect Crime at 1 minute, You Ain't the First at 1 minute 30 seconds, Bad Obsession at 3 minutes and 30 seconds, and Back Off Bitch at 2 minutes and 1 second.
upset that I enjoyed that song as much as I did. <laughs> it's <laughs> the best one of those four. It's such an L.A. Guns song. It's such a, like, what did we say that it would be a, a, a top-tier L.A. Guns, but is it a... Well, uh, well how my... does it sit in the guns or in the regular Guns N' Roses catalog? I don't oh, know. Oh, your song came up, didn't it, Alex? There's so my you song. You could be the first or whatever. You're not the first. Or is it back off, bitch? Did, did I not say that I appreciate the mid-tier Guns N' Roses? That's my favorite song in the album right there. Oh, I know. I, it was funny. I'm like, I, I, I know that, like, man, that I really. Know that, I know that sounds probably crazy when you when you have no, songs I know. like <laughs> Don't Cry, Live and Let Die in November Rain that are just like these big theatrical, really well-written yeah. like movie songs, and then you just kind of have like a middle-of-the-road deep Back cut, off, but yeah. that's why I love Out to Get Me so much. It's like... Oh. It's so what, rare what, for Guns N' Roses. Yeah, which would be that. like... A, what, it would be the best Faster Pussycat song, and it's a middle-to-lower kind of Guns N' Roses song, but I just love... It's just so authentic, the way they do it. That's my favorite song. I heard that, and I'm like, wow, I'm glad I listened to this Oh, album. it's good. It's got a great... Like Stands I said, it's out. put together very well. Uh, yeah, and, it just, and it's got yeah, just that thick kind of meat and potatoes rock. But it's funny, here, out of all of the kind of similar... Because, I, I, like I said earlier, I mean, it's... Slash is as good as it sounds on here. A lot of his guitar playing kind of mushes together and kind of... Yeah, there's not a lot of like, oh, where you can like identify, oh, there's that, and then there's that, uh, where there's not a lot of that. But here, again, for, and this is, again, the probably the what you would at least expect. This is the one that jumped out. It was that, uh, yeah, that kind of LA Guns. It's the only one that yeah. f- you feel yeah. like it could show up on Appetite and fit right in. Oh, that's exactly to, what I said. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And when yeah. you listen to Perfect Crime, and it's, it's all right, and it's kind of <coughs> cool to have a burner after. Uh, you know um, what I thought faster, of? You know, uh, don't cry. But like, you listen to that, and then you listen to "You're Crazy," and we all kind of hated "You're Crazy." Dude, but you're crazy. I was yeah. literally going to say, "Perfect Crime" is the "You're Crazy," where it's like, yeah, if if the, if it's just like there's so many great hits on Appetite, and then you get to anything goes, and you're crazy. It's like, okay, well, here are the the ones that probably should have been left off, if anything. <laughs> and it's like, "Perfect Crime" just feels like a you're. You're crazy. crazy. It's just kind of average, and you know I appreciate the uh, the intensity of the way Axel sings, and it's one of those ones oh, where I if know. I listen to yeah. it a bunch, I would it would probably oh, grow song? on me. Perfect Crime. Mm-hmm. If yes. I listen to it enough, it would really grow on me. But like at first, it's like ah, this is just kind of something like yeah. I, I, it's funny. I, I kind of hit on for that one for Perfect Crime, but it must have been a fun vocal marathon for Axel in the studio because there's a lot of you know where he's just kind of spitting that out. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's funny. It also it's funny when they do like that countdown into the solo. It kind of reminded me of Stone Cold Crazy a little bit, didn't it? Didn't mm. it? Oh, I forgot. Yeah, I mean that. it's not it's not Stone Cold Crazy, but that was the yeah kind of where this is the short kind of burner. Yeah. Uh, but that was a unique song on a record with a lot of stuff. Where yeah, here this is just it's kind of wasted. It just kind of get disappears in the yeah in the shuffle. Uh, you ain't the first. What is yeah. it with bands that get big? And then just want to do a little ditty. And what I got those whistles again here. The <sighs> whistles in particular finally got like it's like, okay, like on on lies, like okay, they're like okay, yeah, it's, it's a little, it's a little bit lies, maybe. Yeah, uh, but here it just feels like like a parody song. You know what yeah. I have to say? It's almost like a poly the way it shows up yeah. in the middle of the record. Yeah. Guns and, and Roses. Too simple. Guns and Roses. Stop trying to do Cinderella <laughs> songs. They, they did. They did. Oh, Stop trying to do Rolling Stones songs. It, yeah, think, more like. all this, all oh, this yeah. stuff sounds like what Cinderella did on Heartbreak Station, only worse. 
Yeah, but it, it's much more like Exile on Main Street from the Rolling Stones or Elton John. Like, where did this honky tonk crap come from? Like, how did we? I don't want to hear Appetite for Destruction too, but I, sh- I, I do not want to hear harmonica. Just like oh, Axel, like yeah. vibing in his in his kilt. Like, oh, I just like, ugh. like just I don't want to see that, hear that, think about it, visualize it. Like I, it just, it's just imagine him. Who doing likes the, this? Imagine him doing the dance from uh, Patience with the harmonic the snake the, dance. The snake oh, oh, dance. Just nothing <laughs> under the kilt. <laughs> <laughs> just swinging. <laughs> I, th- I think it's almost time to move. Yeah, I wasn't even going there with that, but did, I guess. Did we- did we, did, ta- did we talk about that? Totally obsession, ruined that there, song for me. Yeah, or were we talking about? We'll see what happens with the love of reflection, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> now, I got, now I got that image branded into my brain. Oh God, you're the last guy on the planet. <laughs> God, I do. I do appreciate what you, you went for it, though. You, you, you did get a chuckle out of us. So. Yeah. <laughs> you know what the funny thing about that? Like, let's just back up to uh, uh, back off, bitch, again. Did we leave it already? <laughs> Is it st- uh, no, no, it's still, it's still up. But you just up. listen. You just, you just the cut and dry. <laughs> just you hear this intro and just. Yeah, I know it's shades of uh, of um, Welcome to the Jungle, but. Yeah, I know that's the uh, right before the first verse. Straightforward rap. The the only thing that bothers me about this is the illegibility of his vocals in the chorus. I mean, I like, is he speaking English? Like, what is this? Well, that's the verse. Yeah, the verse. I really like the verse, actually. I like how every time you click and skipped, all you got was Axel doing the, one of those. Yeah, when, when he does the when when the, the, the mosquito, starts the mosquito. coming out, I don't know if I can do it. It's like it once it like it's like part of his voice where it's like I get it, but like that's when it starts to get a little memeish. Yeah, it's like I don't know about that. He's just releasing it is very awkward and. Kind of, I, I would have liked to see his face when during the recording sessions when he does that. How does he just like come into the microphone real yeah. strong? Or what does he do? I'd like to think they just fade that in rather than picturing yeah, they, him doing it. Free swinging Kelt and all. <laughs> you think he wore the Kelt in the recording studio? The producers just like not being paid. Like this is a double diamond album. This is a double diamond album. This is a double diamond album. <laughs> Just think of the bank account. Just think of the bank account. I'm going to deal with this guy for 30 years. You are just uh, the guilt. <laughs> yeah, they all oiled up, too. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. This is gone Hashtag off oiled the rails. Hashtag oil the bank. He's trying to get through it faster. Now it's going off the rails. Double talk and jive. I got no more Izzy contributions left, right? <laughs> Izzy's just trying to Izzy's knocking on the door Dude I got some songs Play them please Put some pants on Could you put a shirt and some pants on <laughs> yeah. oh Send him home God. Not coming home until he comes on with some pants 
it's funny because he was that kind of guy too. If you read about the book, like it was like dealing with a child. Like there's a guy who's just got to like, you know, knock on Axel's door, make sure he gets up and get him. Like, where is he? Somebody's got to go knock on his door, make sure he's getting going here. Like you have your socks on, Axel. Did you bring your extra kilt? Like, <laughs> Depending on how much clothes he has on the, the engineer knows what kind of day it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna, it's like, right. This sounds like a kilt day today. Okay. All right. I think, I, I, I think it's time for another question. How about we uh, <laughs> yes, jump in yes, here? Chris is not a Try to wash my brain out from all the uh, oil the bag. So, uh, it's it's going to be a tough one. But <laughs> All right. all right, anyway, okay, we got a multiple choice question here. Okay. Um, all right, which one of these songs was not written prior to Appetite? Uh, was it A, Don't Cry, B, November Rain, C, Dust and Bones, or D, The Garden? Oh. Uh, I'm pretty sure okay. Don't Cry is, is oh, not, ri- not, not written. written. Which oh, one of boy. these songs was not written prior to Appetite? Okay, so I knew one of them was you not. Bu- you, bu- you buzzed in. I buzzed in. Can you give it to me it. again? What? What do you read the wait? List. What do you want? The list. Yeah, what oh, you want me to read? Okay, uh, yeah. Was it A. Uh, Don't cry. B. November rain. C. Dust and bones. Or D. The garden. I'm gonna go with dust and bones. Uh, you are correct. Nice. Yes. Oh. I knew two of them. I wasn't sure mm. on the other I knew two. two. All right. As well. Ding. Yeah. All right. All right. And to the next. Yeah, it's time <laughs> to uh, go on to d- Double Talk and Jive. Closing out the B side. Oh, oh, oh. The, the, uh, the, the, the A side. It Sorry. is, actually. D- uh, so uh, <laughs> we're going to start this one at two minutes. <laughs> I'm not sure why, but we are. Face. <laughs> I was thinking Steve Howe, but Steve Howe, very Steve Howe. Doesn't the end of Imagining end like that? I'm pretty yes. sure it does. Yeah. GTR. Yeah, where, yeah. Do we, where do we? Where do we? Where do we begin here? Uh, yeah, like, like what half the song is what the guitar solo, which I liked, and then it just randomly segues into that acoustic flamenco guitar, Spanish guitar part, which I don't know the why that was necessary. I mean, I like it, but is it belong here? I, I don't no, think so. No, this is the kind of stuff I kind of want to hear on the bonus album, I guess. Or like, if you're going to pad the album, at least yeah. this kind of school, it captures, a, you know, yes, this is more of a live jam than an actual song. Um, but it's kind of an opportunity to hear that kind of live jam that you wouldn't have. Oh, it's cool. Heard, I, I could, so. And again, maybe, again, maybe it works better there. Uh, yeah. The only real part of this song that I enjoyed was more the story behind it, where, I guess one of the it was kind of inspired by a uh, in the uh, in the dumpster outside where the studio was. They found like they found pieces of a human body. Did you read about that? I haven't heard they, about that. No. Yeah, if you have a chance, yeah, they found a guy's head and like part of an arm in the garbage can outside the studio. Jesus, and which inspired which inspired I guess Izzy to write some of the. I don't know why that would inspire this song in particular, but I guess a couple of the verses were inspired by that 
uh, where Izzy, I guess, heard about that and flew back out and like had to record this. <laughs> <laughs> And I love, I love how, I, yeah, there was a thing where Axel said, said well, no, it had nothing to do with us. <laughs> there was a thing, there was, was a quote I found here. I'm sure. Well, that's good to know. I would have, I would have, it would have been funnier if it would have, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. The only thing I have to say about this song, I hate the title of it. God, there's something yeah. about the title where it's I'm abrasive. like, yeah, I would not go around saying that double talking jive, especially with the talking this just reminds yeah. me of talking Hawkin. Yeah, talk it's, it's just like <laughs> double talking jive. Just something about that entire thing just irritates the heck out of me. The, the word jive. Like only this band would write this song title. And it just makes me mad. So that's it. <laughs> you know what I just As read? hates that kind of stuff. It doesn't, I don't know. I just, maybe I'm getting a little too biased towards Izzy. I, I just read that live performances were stretched from its original three-minute length to more than eight minutes long. <laughs> well. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, you talk about like, a BBW. The qu- the question <laughs> Sorry, Izzy. The, the, I got a P. I like it kind of musically. It's got this kind of like evil, sinister vibe at times and it, it's kind of cool it's, just, it's, actually, une- it's uneven like i yeah. said it's not it's a song that just has okay we're gonna take three or, or two or three different ideas we're just gonna mush them together wait wait you I, know yeah. what i, I like hope the drum tone too. Yeah. i hope that that in that eight minute version it's the same as this so you get about two minutes of electric and then, and then and it, it's six just the minutes loop of the flamingo of, part of <laughs> i hope everybody's sitting there waiting for the acoustic guitars to be thrown away because they're tired <laughs> of it <laughs> who played, the guys what, are did, finishing did, their beers and wondering who this played did you guys read up who played the what was it slash playing the acoustic guitar or? slash yeah that's cool. Which is cool. Oh, you know, I pre- no, yeah. I appreciate that. It's nice to yeah, like it's... hear that side of them. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. It, it, not, not, for, not for five minutes though. Yeah, <laughs> I still think it adds depth to the band. It does. Sure, it does. Yeah, yeah. On a, on a bonus CD. <laughs> if, if, I, if, if I if I want a, like a Japanese heavy acoustic jam, I'll I'll go for a Fire on High from uh, ELO. Yeah, it's a classic. where's where's, where's yeah. the Japanese bonus track version of yeah. this album? <laughs> bonus track. You got to pay for both records. You want. The bonus track. <laughs> All right, let's get to the song, uh, November Rain, the big one. Uh, we're going to start this one off at 5 minutes and 25 minutes. is a song that uh, you know it's it's everything it's overplayed it's grandiose it's um you know maybe people call it super corporate or just kind of corny or just not what you'd expect but i think that it is just impressive this is really the only thing i'm going to say about this song 
but that it is very impressive that a band that comes out of the gutter in LA sweeps the board, gets all of the winnings dumped on their plate. Now they can do what they want. So they create, they set out to create something like this and they succeed and it's coherent and it's timeless and it has that that quality that you can play off of live there was a story where i think it was columbia they were playing this live and just as the uh song started as the piano rolled out and axel strolls up um a a light rain started to fall and it rained for the entire duration of the song Hmm. and then after the song was over it stopped. It just has that storybook quality. Oh, that's to why. It. That's a wild, level yeah. of cinema that you would not expect many bands to be able to succeed on. So I can give them tons of respect for this, even if it isn't my favorite song or if I've heard it a million times or it's just, you know, you know, maybe not the kind of Guns N' Roses you want. Major respect for being able to pull something like yeah, this off. I, I will say, yeah, this song just sounds like it would be in a movie. Like it, it just, it has the pacing and the, like the orchestration. And it's like, yeah. You know, and it makes total sense why these are the singles compared to the rest of the record because it's it's like this stuff almost seems kind of more rare that they would do because um, it, it's not quite like the cut and dry bar back off bitch, you know, dust and bones type thing what you would normally think of them to do. It's like, well, they really could do this. It's like this right. really stands out and yeah, just so picturesque and it's yeah, cool that it is yeah, cool. and it's it, and it's neat that yeah, I, I guess Axel composed yeah the whole like all the orchestral That's parts cool. on, on, on a keyboard. Respect. I mean yeah, that just shows yeah his sense of melody. Uh, it was kind of funny. I remember I was watching uh, on on satellite. They had a, the, this show called Breaking the Band, and they had a special on, on Guns and Roses. And I love how when they got to this part of the show, talking about like when uh, when Axel was putting November Rain together. Or they were talking about how like guys like 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 Slash and Duff, they just want to go in and rock out, and it's like, but no, Axel wants to make musical history. I think that's what the critics said, <laughs> and that was kind of the entire like. It's like no, we just want to make cut some rock, like Dust and Bones or whatever. And it's like no, Axel wants to like to change the yeah the playing field, yeah. And everybody's like, because yeah, I, if I remember correctly, I think this was kind of a divisive track because it was and it was so outside, kind of like well, not quite like nothing else matters for Metallic, but it was this thing that doesn't really fit into anything else. That they did. I mean, the only thing they kind of, but again, yeah, and, and nothing else matters. You've got the melodic guitar solo at the end, and here, I guess you kind of had it. Uh, but uh, yeah, they're weird little. Uh, and again, it's, it just shows, yeah, that they were a band that could pull that. Yeah, they could do. Yeah, they weren't just like a, any other band from their scene. Yeah, that they. Yeah, there was a reason they were kind of on that. Yeah. That plane. They were. They were, they, yeah. they were painting with watercolors, but they completed the picture. Yeah. That there is. And it's hard, especially especially for almost nine minutes too. I mean, for a single year to be at this huge kind of yeah, it's it's. I think there impressive. is an X factor to this song, and I'm not sure what it is that just takes it into the special territory. Um, I remember when this song hit for me, and, and it was just ended up being repeated all day, and, and I'm not sure whether it's just the the verses and the way the song builds and receives. So they're strong verses or, and the chorus is strong. Yeah. yeah, and it's just there. There is something like I don't know when a song screams <laughs> out "hit," and and you wouldn't expect this one to scream out "hit" given the length yeah. and that like oh great a nine minute ballad. But then you listen to it and you're like, hey, it's not. Yeah, maybe yeah, they pulled it maybe off. Maybe I yeah, they, get yeah. it. Yeah, and that's just like how how tough is that in, in an era filled with ballads. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna submit a nine they kinda, minute they kinda, one, yeah. and they kind of nudged it in right before the alternative scene really kind of blew. Yeah, kind of where it's like, okay, we got 
But they, I think they had enough clout at that time. They got away with it compared to a lot of other bands. I mean, that's why you know, Guns it was the one band that survived, I guess, for at least for a couple of years outside of that scene. What yeah. other bands might have been able to pull this off had they had the recording budget and the flexibility with the label to do what they want? I just wonder what bands could and could do that had they been given the opportunity. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, I mean we're purely you, speculating here. I think I mean, I'm which, sure yeah, which ones would have been it, ambitious but, enough? Yeah, to, yeah, yeah you could have the ambition, the skill, the talent. And again, I said like this is painting with watercolors, but they completed the picture. Um, I have to also give a lot of credit to Axel himself uh, because could you picture any other singer singing this? It's no. like it's absolutely impossible. No. To, to, to have the same effect without having the, you, you may hate the voice of Axel, but he is the one who made this, the song, what it is. Right. Yeah. yeah I mean, he's not, I mean, I, yeah, like you couldn't, John Bon Jovi couldn't have pulled this off because they're too, he's too gushy or mushy. Mm-hmm. And, and as far as talking about other giant bands of the LA scene and Motley Crue certainly couldn't have pulled this off. No. I mean, like David it, Lee Roth or something like it, it, just not his style, but no. Yeah. So it's weird. It, it, it encompasses a very unique, Kind of play. And again, Guns were a band that were hard to, a band that came out of LA, but that were hard to pigeonhole. Maybe that's why they got away with a lot more than, yeah, they were a clay. I mean, I always, I'll probably talk about this more when we do the wrap up show for this, but yeah, I always saw them more as like a classic rock band. They had a classic rock ethos compared to other <clears throat> contemporaries of their time who were very much LA bands, where Guns was an LA band, but they had, yeah, they took from the legends and kind of became their own, yeah. Uh, which is hard to do. I mean, again, we talk about Queen, we talk about yeah, where they 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 exist in their own little bubble uh, and do it very well. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and it's kind of I know frustrating for a lot of other bands. Yeah, and they try to like they wish they could be that unique kind of yeah. You know, this album yeah. kind of reminds me of, um, and <coughs> this is might be just this could be a weird turn from Guns N' Roses, but uh, it was, and I don't know the full story behind this, but My Chemical Romance, uh, oh, yeah. they blew up with their first you know two or three records. Um, and then they basically had the kind of the same thing, uh, where, you know, that, that scene was huge and, you know, they had the, um, you know, they had the goodwill with the label to do what they wanted and they had, you know, kind of the ability to create whatever they could. And so they created the black parade, which is, you know, if you don't like that scene, you could listen to that album and you're not going to like it if, you know, just based on that album, but you can't deny that they put something together and you can commend them for the effort, whether you like it or not, whether the, the scene is repulsive or not to you. It really is a coherent picture. Again, maybe painted with watercolors, but they set out to do it in a genre where you didn't have a lot of bands that you think had the ability to do it and they did it. So. Yeah. I've got also, one more. One I got the, uh, oh, go ahead. The most yeah. expensive. Oh, go ahead. Never mind. I'm not going to cut off your trivia just in case it was a, Oh, okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> the most expensive that's fine music too. video of all time. No, no, um, it is a November Rain question, but uh, yeah, true or false? Um, November Rain became the band's second highest charting single behind "Sweet Child of Mine." Oh, the band's second uh, highest charting single. <coughs> yeah, uh, I'm going to yes, go on a hunch there and say false. Uh, unfortunately, no, it was true. Yeah, it, 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 uh, it, uh, Chris, it, it, even throughout the second, as if you were trying to emphasize, like, <laughs> no, I know, yeah, <laughs> the it, second, it, 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 yeah, it debuted at number three. At Sweet Child did de- uh, debut at number one, so I guess Mark really? is out. All right, um, got, yeah, yeah, okay. I guess Sweet Child was kind of one of the later singles, so it was just big so as it got. For the next, are we grouping the next songs or yes. how are we doing this? What, what are we doing? No, we're, we're going, we're. 
play in Alice Cooper's contribution <coughs> oh, and then good. grouping the next four. I was hoping so. All right, we're going to move on to The Garden, and we're going to start this one at 1 minute and 20 seconds. song that i'm probably gonna throw a stocks on the rise it's a, mm-hmm. uh, i think you, kevin just, stocks on the rise and just kevin just kind of baiting us with alice cooper <laughs> but look it's Cooper's a great riff it. too yeah, though i love but it is. there's something that's enjoyably modern about it in a way that i usually don't like because it's the 90s but there's something about it that just kind of feels more like something alice and chains would put out um where it's got enough you know it's, it's not just like a riff based song uh, oh. But it still rocks with the solo. So it's kind of got mm. that 90s rock that I do like quality to it. And I appreciate that for the era. Well, I think that's what makes this one of the more interesting songs on the album. It's the ebb and flow of like you have this and the ahs going. And then it goes into this hard chorus and and backs yeah. down and then to a hard solo. You're like, oh, wow, that's not really done on on you this know- album so much. Kev, when you something just clicked for me that I didn't think of before, and I don't know if you guys will uh, hear this, but that little line, the yeah, you know what I could hear this on. This sounds like this would be on Van Halen's Fair Warning. Like oh, it it's got that dark, it's got, it's got that darker, darker kind of yeah, heavier, minor like, setting, like, yeah. like this would yeah. be like a fair warning type thing if I had to like put it on a Van Halen track. I can just kind of hear it. Just kind of a little experimental for the band. A little experimental, you know? some like a little melodic, but kind of it's really dark and heavy and raw. Yeah. yeah. You know I what like you know what made me you know what made me laugh and I kind of feel ashamed. Uh you know, when Alice starts singing for a split second before I looked up the detail, I'm like, it sounds like Dave Mustaine, the way that he's singing. It's like yeah, that kind of name. Talking mega that, that, yeah, and I'm that like, and then close I look, to the I'm mic like, with a little bit of reverb. Yeah, I'm like, what the hell is Dave Mustaine doing on a guns? Yeah, and then I'm like, oh it's 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 Alice, but I'm like that's not good. Yeah, <laughs> like, why did it take me this slight? Why did I have to read? Why did I have to look up the de- uh, the note detail to see that, that, that that's that that's was, what it was? He was actually on Perfect Crime too. Yes, I did. Uh, know. Yeah. I heard that. Yeah, yeah. It's just kind of for like do... two seconds, but yeah. I isn't uh, from singing? Uh, isn't from uh, from Shannon Hoon from Blind Melon? Isn't he on yeah. here? I'm one of the songs. Yeah, it might be this. Couple one. of I think there were more. There were a couple of them. I think yeah. I, yeah, which I thought was interesting. I guess yeah, he was from Indiana, like Axel was. I guess that's how they kind of huh. uh, like he came to LA and somehow hooked up with Axel through a, another friend. But uh, yeah, some interesting uh, yeah collabs here. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we're yeah. doing the next four, right? If I'm yep. not mistaken, so that's Garden of Eden starting at one minute and fifteen seconds. Don't damn me, starting at. 
right from the top, zero minutes, zero seconds. Bad apples starting at three minutes and 18 seconds. <coughs> and dead horse track number 14 out of 15. If you wanted to title a song more appropriately, why not title your 14th song dead horse? We're going to start that one. At, oh, 15th song. I'm sorry. There's 16. Uh, we're going to start that one at 30 seconds. Somebody call that back in the studio and do it. Axel, can you do that? I got one I of those just Alex's. Why is that there moment? I got to say, with Don't Damn Me, how do you go from such a killer riff to just the polar opposite with that opening? Like, you could see me rocking, and as soon as the voice came in, my face just kind of shrunk up a little bit. Can we just play it again? Let's play it again. Yeah. Uh, what a riff. <laughs> I don't even mind that. It's just the. I guess I must have tuned that out. Yeah. Oh God. Those vocals. <laughs> <laughs> The groove sucks. <laughs> what what was the that? The riff is great. I've never you know heard what? something just, just fall apart from such a great riff. Oh, it, I it, forgot. Do you remember my, what was it, that dance that I used to do for, what was I making uh, fun of? Uh, the Kevin Jig, no. Yeah, what, what was that song? Uh, it was a Van Halen song. Uh, I'll, I'll have to look it up. You know what yeah, I got to say, many. Chris, you, you'll probably get this reference. I don't know, maybe you got, I know we talked about this before. What? Um, when I heard what was the song right before "Don't Damn Me," Garden of Eden, I yeah. was surprised. I'm like, you know what? One of the biggest, I think, mistakes is why Guns N' Roses was not on the last Action Hero soundtrack because it seems like it would make total sense. And I hear Garden of Eden, especially with those like kind of like surround sound effect. Kind yeah, of, it's like, man, this would just be in like yeah. some kind of action movie of like no. the early. Yeah, funny enough, 90s. I think around this time, I think it was Man. just the Termina uh, Terminator 2, I think, was yeah, the only movie they were involved with. I know Last Action Hero, I know Megadeth uh, had that right. uh, had the theme song to the movie within a movie, yeah. Right. But I see uh, like guns would have been on that ballot. Or the, or bullet. the bullet. Ballot. Ballot of the oh, bullet. Yeah. <laughs> this has a groove that, that 
so good. Gets you know what's funny? Yeah. yeah, one thing yeah, with, don't, with "Don't Damn Me," I was uh, it was a detail I found. I guess yeah, that is a song that has never been performed live by the band. Oh, yeah, because because it's too wordy. Because I guess. He, they, can't, it's just too he, he can't pull can't off. Sing the, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can't he can't get that live. It's it's too much pressure. Think Nico McBride in the double bass. We can't even we can't even get through the four songs click and skipping before we got to stop and make because somebody had to put the I I I. <laughs> my, my only yeah. notes for this song was, this is like it sounds like a great tough song you didn't you didn't just write no. good effort from tough don't need it on guns and roses <laughs> all right all right let's, let's move on a, a level tough okay. let's move on to the equal <laughs> a level stuff from a z level band Let's let's move on to the equally as memorable bad apple. <laughs> um, start. Here we go. Uh, no, 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 no. Pause. Can you pause that for a second? That beginning, <laughs> I literally just thought, like, this is like a B list, C list, red hot chili pepper oh. song. <laughs> I was gonna say Stevie Ray Vaughan too, kind of came to mind, but uh, I just, I just yeah. picture nude flea with a sock on his junk, just kind of skipping around, <laughs> slapping the bass. It gets better. What you want to play the beginning? Very beginning here. Very beginning of Bad Apples. Just a chili pepper song. Comes in. Right there, like, it sounds stop. like it turns into a gun song. That first part's like, oh, that's guns, really? Okay. The fir- was it, first was thing it just I thought me or- was that when I oh. thought, like, when I heard that song and I was just in the car listening to it, I was like, what's this? Something <laughs> scraped off the bottom of boots. <laughs> Songs that were stuffed behind the couch should have just stayed stuffed behind the couch. Just stuffed died. in the cushion. Yeah, yeah, when that next. piano comes in, I just want to nuke the band. I, oh, here comes Elton John again. I hate it. This, and the yeah, song was- really isn't that bad. The chorus is kind of catchy. Um, it's not. It's not very. It's probably the most unoriginal. Just a mess. Just yeah. a hot mess of, a, of an intro. Yeah. I mean, and the verses. I mean, the verses are Aerosmith, and then the chorus is the Stones. If you, it's really weird. I kind of got annoyed a little bit you by know, that. I'm not going to bother. Yeah. We don't have to talk about these songs afterwards because we're just no, stopping okay. and talking. About and what and is is it just me on Bad Apple? It feels. I don't know. If, I don't think it was the Apple Music mix, but it feels like Axel's vocals are kind of way in the back, where it feels like the instruments are more. Yeah. Yeah, it's where I don't know if you guys noticed they, that. I kinda... cause they fired Bob Clear Mountain. That's the reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, let's move on to Dead Horse. Yep. Um, let me find with that. My, with, Where's that skip video my... button? There we go. Dead Horse. Sick of this life. So nervous. Oh, I, I, I was going to say that is. I wrote that in my notes. Maybe if I looked real hard. He didn't say sick of this I album. <laughs> understand this life that we're all going through this is snooze this is kind of the one in a million <laughs> thing where it's got like this amateur quality to it but it kicks in and it gets better alright <laughs> 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 That's part of the show, folks. 
It goes again, no. squeezing out an ooh. <laughs> I got it, it, Kevin. One thing I got to point out that I almost forgot with with the last song. Don't damn me. I'd love how the la did you see what the last line of the song was? I did not. No. All right, that sucked. <laughs> Way I'm to sorry, that sell was your I, album, yeah. guys. You know I what? I don't get. Actually. I'm I'm going back to Garden of Eden. Who decided? I don't know what the song's about. But who decided? That let's have a really sloppy song, and then let's put like we're getting invaded by alien sounds all over it. So yeah. you're sitting here listening. Did it? Did it? Did it? It's like I I was ready to hear a lightsaber go off, and it sounded yeah. Well, that's where the whole last action hero like action movie, like almost Matrix or something, came in. And it's like, well, this kind of sounds like ahead of the time. Oh, it's you know what it reminds me of now. Flash what? Gordon, where we had all the dialogue oh, yeah. in. Yeah, don't remind ah. me. Uh, yeah. yeah, where we had all that dialogue in during the songs, all this cheesy dialogue, and we were expected to believe that it was a song. This is where the people who say that this album is overproduced have a point. The album yeah. is not overproduced on its face because a lot of it <laughs> is just straightforward, you know, Aerosmith and Rolling Stones, Brad Rock. Uh, but there are moments in there where there's just so much vocal layering and just, you know, deep voice garbage going on or just extra <laughs> talk tracks that didn't need to be there. That's just like, you're just wasting David Geffen's money. Like, it's just not necessary. It takes it detracts from the song. It's too cluttered. Um, so, you know, again, this I mean, Dead Horse for sure is just, uh, you know, one of those songs that's like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Probably should have stayed stuffed, buried in between the cushions. The biggest, a, a the biggest problem with this album is that the <laughs> word the word no was not used enough. Yeah, Somebody uh... needed to be saying it. Some some of these songs needed to be stuck in development hell. You know where like the movie script gets passed around for a decade? It's well, like that's like where these songs just needed to be on the tape and then Slash needed to like erase it like for Hammett's <laughs> iPhone or something. You know, okay, it's like, so oh, I'm to sorry, that point, I don't have the songs anymore. So to that point, um, maybe there's a, 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 a question towards the longevity of the band that could be added here to say this album and Use Your Illusion 2, let's not make two songs or two albums into one. Let's take this album and put the rest of the ideas in, you know, back into the development, you know, machine, work on them a little bit more. Instead of putting out Spaghetti Incident, incident then we put out a new Guns N' Roses album where we've workshopped Bad Apples. We've yeah. worked on that intro. You know, we've we've done something a little bit maybe more interesting with Alice Cooper um, and kind of just like made that more of a lead uh, opener, maybe more than a, you know, buried in track 12 or whatever, 11 or whatever it is. Um, you know, <sighs> workshop the honky tonk stuff for next record, you know, like that's the kind of stuff that I feel like maybe if it weren't that the songs didn't exist, but that they were workshopped a little bit more and would have contributed more to the longevity of the band had they been able to get along with each other. Uh, but that you would have more of a interesting record than spaghetti incident and, and whatever Axel put out in 2008. In fact, on his in, own. in fact, going along with that, wouldn't you buy the honky tonk stuff more if it were developed a little bit more and came out in 95 after use your illusion? 
like if you use mm-hmm. your illusion where it just kind of kind of had some of the same ballads and then you go you wouldn't it wouldn't be this big question mark it'd be like oh this is the natural development sure yeah they're of, no longer yeah. that spandex and hairspray they're so far removed from that nirvana's doing their own thing you know they've you know nirvana's already gone by 95 but you know, yeah. you know seattle scene's doing its own thing now we're guns and roses we've kind of we've moved into elton john territory and they have, but they just did it too quickly, and it just makes for a shorter, less satisfying discography, mm. perhaps. Yeah. I mean, it seems quick to us. People are probably waiting forever for this album. <laughs> it's like the tool of their day or something. Oh, God. Four years. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's let's close this hey, thing hey, Yes. Do you have a hey, question? Can, yeah, I do have a question. Oh, yeah, I want to get these in before we... Uh, Is it about all right, I got a multiple horse? choice. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's move on from that. Um, all right, I got a multiple choice question here. All right, which one of these songs was used in the re-aired pilot episode of Beavis and Butthead? Uh, was it A, Double Talkin' Jive, B, Coma, C, Right Next Door to Hell, or D, Garden of Eden? Oh, I want to get in on this. Oh, boy. Yeah, well, you're dead. I'm sorry, you, yeah, you bombed out on I All right, know so nothing about Beavis and Butthead. I know nothing. All right, well. Can I jump I've, back in here? I've read, no, no, I've already got a question. I don't necessarily want to get my... You want to buy my because can you? All right, I'll buzz in. Okay, give Alex an opportunity to take this one. Um, okay, can you name the four? Garden of Eden, <laughs> right next door to the hell, double talk and jive, and what was the fourth? Uh, I'll I'll I'll, I'll read them yeah. from top to bottom. Um, uh, yeah, double talk and jive. A, uh, B, coma. C, right next door to hell, or D, Garden of Eden. I've narrowed it down in my mind to two, I think. I'm going to say, I'll, I'm gonna say uh-huh. right next door to hell. Ooh, I was going to say Garden of Eden. Yeah. Uh, Alex, you would have been correct. Oh, <laughs> that's the other one I narrowed it down That was a great to. trick, Chris, because you picked right next yeah. door to hell. That was a, a great little head fake. Oh. Right. I, it so, was between uh, Garden of Eden and right next door to hell. Yeah, so, I, I don't know. Well, Alex will still need to get a. Uh, so I don't get the uh, win on that one. No. Uh, no, because it was his. You got to pass up Kevin. He's got two. Uh, you know what? Here, I've, I'll I've do this one. We'll, 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 I've we'll got, just go out we'll, on that one. Yeah, we'll go for. Uh, we'll we'll just finish the question. We'll see if Alex can get this one. Yeah, we'll see if he'll take it. Okay. All right. Um, okay. Uh, I got another multiple choice. Um, who plays harmonica on Bad Obsession? Is it A. <laughs> Axel himself, B. Steven Tyler, or C. Michael Monroe? Uh, Michael Monroe. You are correct. All right, Alex gets it. I know that was kind of an obvious, like a weird C, but yeah, there was I couldn't really get around that one. Or, Bring yeah, the guy right. into the studio. Hey, Mike, we want you to play harmonica. Thanks. And he played saxophone, I think, too. Yeah, which I thought was kind of yeah, yeah. So I guess Alex too bad it comes wasn't Mike in. McDonald. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 it was funny. There was one thing talking on here as far as the uh, the amount of songwriting credits that were kind of. Included on this album, where I guess Slash said it got to the point where Axel was bringing in so many people that, as far as dividing up the royalties, it became like this Herculean task. <laughs> Maybe they shouldn't have yeah. had so many songs. It wouldn't have been yeah, an issue. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Smaller pot, oh. easier to go around. <laughs> let's let's close. <laughs> yeah. I think we found a solution. Uh, Thirty years oh, later. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's close out this record. In a coma, um, yeah. at, at seven minutes and ten seconds.
You know, I like. God, this, this I like is the first this song. No, I so do I. That I, is I, a I like hard it. ass riff. Oh, it it, so it is. I just wish it, it's about three or four minutes too long, though. That's long. the that. Yeah, that is my only. But I love. I, yeah, I love Axel's imagery, though, as far as talk, as far as being in kind of like the limbo or abyss of addiction, where you're kind of like out, like people are trying to get to you, but you know, but you're almost comfortable in your, which is, I guess, a pretty good definition of addiction. I mean, you have, where you don't really necessarily want to be saved or you want to be saved at all. Um, and yeah, I like the dark. Yeah, the dark riffing is great. Uh, I do. Well, I don't know if I can see that look on Mark's face. The talking is a little kind of cheesy. Yeah, I, I wish they would have pulled back a little bit on it, that. I think like, they could have streamed it, it. Yeah, it's like they—it sounds very Queensrÿche, and when Queensrÿche does it, it adds to the story. It complements the texture. When Guns N' Roses does it, it's just stupid. Right. It's it's a little it's a little cheese ball. Um, uh, but uh, you know what I thought of this yeah. song, and I—I I don't know why I thought of it. I know you guys were a huge fan of this song, and it was actually one of the ones that I—I I, I didn't really <laughs> buy into it. I don't know why I think of it, but I just I compare it to Fixer. It just it has like song. The, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like I, well, Fixer, the last song on Reload, because I just keep thinking of Load and Reload when I think of these two records, and I'm a big fan of of Load. And I don't know something about this one. I like I bought like I think this is like a cool way to end the record. Yes, it's long. Yeah, like, it's great. It's different. Good. Yeah. Here's the problem with, with this song, I, though. Yeah. And it is it's a problem in the sense. And the way that we're evaluating this, uh, going <laughs> album by album, when these two albums, one and two, came out at the same time. So we could have done Use Your Illusion 2 and then Use Your Illusion 1, and it would have been a fair game because they were both released at the same time. Right. But this is far, far inferior of a song uh, to Estranged on the next record. It's like this to me just sounds like a, the B idea. For estranged, yeah. I Every time like, hear I, it, like I get it. So I mean, I, I like, I, li I like it, but I understand. Yeah, your your point. It should have, yeah. it should have been woodshedded a little bit uh, to get it. Because again, there's some interesting. Like, and again, I found this, uh, like uh, his lyrics, more interesting than the music. Yeah, or I, I wish they would have had a better musical foundation. I guess maybe that's the. I'm like, yeah, I can buy what he's talking about. Because I mean, they, they were all addicts. I mean, Axel to a lesser extent, yeah. but they all had their issues with. And I liked his as far as his imagery again of. Yeah, kind of the the attic speaking from the abyss, or like in that kind of the world between being kind of out of it and kind of being in the real world. It's just and, that, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, this song is it that there's something that you need more than that. You need more than no, I know, no, concept, I know that. That's why, but that yeah, November yeah. rain can hit, estranged can hit, civil wars a long song too. This one is the one that just kind of misses them. It never really finds little, its yeah. mark, or where it all comes together. Music, yeah, concept. I can see that. Are, are it takes like six twelve just to get into a cool part yeah. of the song. Like there's there's bits here and there again, but there's just no that yeah. that X factor Kevin mentioned that makes the song really special. But wait, we're forgetting about Breakdown on User Illusion 2, which is also seven minutes, and Locomotive Complicitly, which is eight minutes and 42 seconds. Don't even know what those songs are about. They probably missed and I'm already, already intimidated. I'm already getting a sick feeling in my stomach. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm already quaking in my boots. I am seeing one, two, three, four contributions from Izzy, so you know where that's going. Um... But yeah, as far as the music on here, I mean, again, we can focus. I mean, yeah, there's some, uh, I guess we'll just to finish out the discussion. Yeah, Kevin, if you could play at 328, yeah. um, I like how it kind of reaches that climactic kind of. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know about that quieter. I do like how it kind of lightens up a little bit where you get into that kind of quiet part. Again, it, it has interesting... a 10 minute song. Yeah, it, 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 I, and that's the thing. It has these interesting kind of sections, but they could have been, I guess, again, the term I used earlier, woodshedded. Well, and you could think yeah. of that in terms yeah. of the guitar playing or riffing or whatever you call it. I know the trend is to move away from jigsaw puzzle riffs, but I feel like this song could have used a little bit more of that. It just feels more unimaginative just to be strumming chords. Um, yeah, as opposed I hate to something a little bit more creative. I don't need mm-hmm. just this, this ridiculous, you know, complexity and, and, you know, guitar fills that just are very out of date at this point, but it just feels <coughs> lazier when this band mm. does it. I hate to say it almost like this, cause I don't want to put them down as players, like they're bad players or anything, but November rain, right. November rain has the benefit of having the orchestration, right. And the, like if you, it, it'll keep an interest when you add it. But Slash's and Izzy's playing style, while great, is very much a straight-ahead kind of rock and roll style. Oh, yeah. It's where they excel at. And mm-hmm. when you ask them to do a 10-minute song, I'm not saying that they're bad players again, but it's like, is it going to be up their alley to like continue have, the having, interest riffing yeah. having, for like six minutes? Having the full palette, yeah. Right. And yeah. it's like, that's that's not really, you're not really playing to their strengths in that way. You really better hit if you're yeah, going to you do that. Yeah, you need the orchestra, you need the texture, and the voice is not the texture. <laughs> they just have orchestra, I don't <laughs> <Yeah>. know. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't know. But on the, on the other hand, I, I mean, I've heard worse 10-minute songs by progressive metal bands so i mean it's it's definitely not the worst song i am really excited to see how the love it or flush it shakes out on this one like what do you keep yeah here what what do you do i'm already with a lot of this this is it here we go right how do you construct it are we going into this yeah and now love it or flush it now i get to sit back at the end i suppose (laughs) yeah i'm I'm not too far behind you all right well tonight's order inverse of opening statement so we got mark chris myself and kev let's open it up right next door to hell mark what do we think um and if i had two buys i would probably be buying this one um no, it's not good enough of a song. It fits well within my screenplay, but uh, I just don't think it's strong enough to be its own scene. I think it's just kind of a given at this point. So just a big love for me. Chris? Uh, yeah, I think... Uh, do I want to flush this one? Yeah, I'm going to flush. Yeah, this again. It just, it just didn't resonate Chris with, with me. Chris with a lead-off flush. Yeah. <laughs> that never happens. Yeah, this one, uh, this one grew on me after a couple of listens. I won't go as far as to say it's a stocks on the rise, but uh, I think it's a decent enough opener. Stocks are holding. <laughs> yeah, I'll, 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 I'll keep it around. I, I enjoyed it. And uh, so me, uh, it, it does feel like the manager kind of put in the struggling second baseman. You know, is batting two hundred <laughs> to start off the, you know, the game. Change of pace. <laughs> yeah, but uh, maybe. Maybe I'll keep this one around. The guy, the guy deserves a little bit of love. All right. Track two, Dustin Bone. Interesting bit of trivia there. Oh, the got? last leadoff song that Chris pulled the handle for, Queen, The Miracle Party. 
don't remember party, but I terminated it. I don't remember it, that song so at all. It's <laughs> I remember we talked about it for a long time, though. Because it was weird, I think. Something. It was like this kind of, yeah. Oh, yeah. Was it one of those? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Not the greatest era of Queen. Track, yeah. t- track two, Dustin Bones. Man, I just can't, but like, I think I see Dustin Bones and I just think of like the cover of the Goonies or something <laughs> like chunk. I don't know. I, I, I just got this vibe to it. It's it's anyway, the swashbuckler. Mark, what do you give on it? Uh, I like the groove of it. I like where it it, it brings. I mean, just just a, a, a moderate love. I'm not going to gush over it, I suppose, too much. So just give it a love. And Chris, I concur. Not going to gush over it, but it does have a solid uh, groove to it. Yeah, so we'll we'll give it a standard love. And all jokes aside, I will also keep it around. Uh, I think it's authentic, and uh, they they play it off well. So uh, I appreciate it, Kev. Um, this is difficult. If I had two buys, I would have given it to this one just to be fun for my outside pick. But I'm just going to give it a love. I, I like this one a lot, even if it's a bit standard. All right, and track three, the big cover, Live and Let Die. Mark, what are you giving it? Big love. I love it live. I love it loud. It's a great choice. It just, it, the only thing you can say about it, it doesn't belong in the three spot, but, man, I don't know. It's a double album. Yeah. Ordering doesn't matter. Chris, yeah. which, Chris which one are you picking, this or Sir Paul? Uh, I'm going to keep this one around. Uh, Axel's vocal is not withstanding. Um, it's, yeah, everything else about it, it's just, uh, it's got that, yeah, you can't have a, I can't picture a Guns concert without it. Yeah, you got to have it. Yeah, I'm definitely going to keep this one around. Big love. Uh, really appreciate it. And I, and this is, this is a cover done very well. And, and Mark couldn't have said it better. Whoever, had this band pick this song i don't know if it was their choice or somebody's like hey maybe you should guys you should try this but man does it play into their strengths big love for me kev yeah something that happens on the next album too which is pretty wild um but yeah gotta keep this one around all right track four don't cry well i think we're no i think i know where we're going here mark what do you think yeah i I, i'm gonna have to ring this one up um it's not just because i personally love the song but um having that moment where if you're looking at what I'm buying, welcome to the jungle night train and then one in a million having that don't cry moment for guns and roses, kind of like the watershed moment of uh, their ability to pull together a serious song and create it, you know, into all of their strengths, I think must be represented by this scene, kind of the middle of the movie. I think it's a great idea uh, to throw that in there. Why did you put that disturbing <laughs> track, image track in the four, <laughs> Track four, don't cry. Uh, Delete man, that. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I ha- closing the chat. <laughs> I happen to, for those of you who don't know, Alex put in the alternate cover for the miracle. That's just the eyes, these eyes. Not the Herb, not the Herb Brooks 1980 movie. Um, uh, <laughs> Winter Olympics <laughs> movie. Uh, don't cry, man. Uh, Chris, uh, right? Oh yeah, it's I, a Chris. I, I, yeah, I didn't go ahead, yeah. Chris. Sorry. Uh, yeah, out. I'll give it another. I'll give it a big love. Uh, Mark kind of pushed it a little bit. Not that I didn't like it, but he kind of pushed it up a little bit more for me. Yeah, it's a solid uh, melodic structure there. Yeah, you got to give it the big love. Yeah, I'm gonna give this one a big love as well. Huge guitar tone and one that. Yeah, maybe it's a bigger song and one I should have known, but for some reason I just. I don't know. I didn't really remember it. And then I heard it. I'm like, oh, man, yeah, I'm kind of glad I listened through this for, for that one. So uh, a stock's on the rise, I suppose, there. So, Kev. Uh, I'm glad Mark bought it because it made my choice a little bit easier. 
this definitely I, I, this was one on my buy list. So huge love for me. But Mark Mark <coughs> paid the money already. All right. Mm-hmm. Track five, perfect crime. Mark, what do you think? Uh this is where the flushes start. You're crazy is better and it's not even that good. Chris? Yeah, yeah, except for that solo moment, which again is pretty cliche and not very original, but uh, that's not enough to keep this uh, for me, so I'm going to give it the flush. Yeah, I, I have to agree there too. I, I like the opening riff, but you know, I listened to the first four songs, and as soon as you hit this one, it just kind of like, oh, okay, this one is not as good as those first four. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna have to flush this one. Thank you. Nice four for four going here. <laughs> I'm just giggling about like, these tracks. <laughs> I almost kind of feel bad for them in a way. Guys, we got 30 songs, and then you got what's coming up next. Just flush, flush, and you ain't the first. Just, oh, yeah. Honestly, probably of all the little <laughs> yes, just keep, keep it going. In it. Here comes the janitor. He's like, oh, the, 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 the whistles and all. Yeah, get down there. Yeah, yeah. I probably got to flush this one too. <laughs> <laughs> the janitor's upstairs He's hoping to watch some porn But nope <laughs> Here's downstairs <laughs> Somebody's flushing I gotta go trek down there What did those guys do? <laughs> hoping for a nice late night alone <laughs> Gotta go plunge the toilet oh, like Guns and Roses uh, oh, <laughs> no. Get the wa- water's <laughs> leaking through the acoustical tiles <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go get that sign again. <laughs> Out of order. And it's not getting any better because you know what? Go ahead, Alex. Are we, are we at bad obsession here? <laughs> yeah, what do you think, Mark? This is the T because it's a preemptive T to try to hope that they don't continue with the honky tonk stuff. <laughs> I think it's gonna work that well. Chris? Yeah, hey, uh, I might have to flush this. I was looking to see if there was any, <laughs> any, 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 if I wrote anything good, and it's mostly negative comments. Yeah. Yeah, the harmonica, the harmonica cannot hold, cannot, cannot keep the song. Yeah, or Michael, yeah, Monroe cannot keep my my interest. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I wrote in my notes "light squeeze," but now that I think of it, I can't really quite remember what it sounds like. <laughs> 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 Which is not bad really. obsession. Yeah. Axel shimmying on in with his cat. No, you can't say that. You can't say that because that's forcing my hand here. Uh, bad obsession. Yeah, bad, I, bad obsession. I, I feel like I liked the slide guitar. It had a really, really beefy slide guitar tone on it. He's reaching. He's I'm reaching, reaching. though. Uh, yeah. the, the, the floodwaters are pulling him back into the bathroom and he's reaching for the, the, the ADA the compliant onslaught. handle. You no, I'll stand tall for the sooner <laughs> Yeah, I can't really quite remember it, unfortunately. I think I liked it. I'll go back and listen to it. I'll give it a flush for now, but... <laughs> 
Are you gonna need the rubber glove eventually? It no. might. I might. Okay. I feel, like, I feel like. I feel like after the Some episode, guilty. I'm gonna go listen to it again, and I'm like, yeah, okay, I was right. I did kind of like that one, but as Some of right post, now, uh, right. some post glove, yeah, bye, bye. post show, post show yeah. glove, yeah. Um, I'm looking through now. I'm wondering where I'm gonna use my tea. Uh, yeah, this has got to be the worst one, probably, right? I, 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 I didn't even have a sentence written for this one, so. Okay. All right, let's bring it on over to track eight, back off, binge. What are you giving this one, Mark? <laughs> uh, big Love, even if it is the kind of song that might go out and empower Kurt Cobain. Um, interesting quote on this one that Chris Diggis didn't bring up in trivia, but I think Axel was quoted in a Rolling Stone interview, how he just hates women. He just discovered that I just hate a I lot didn't of see women that. or something. Yeah. yeah. And then it is like a few months later, uh, Axel Ro or uh, Kurt Cobain is like in Rolling Stone talking about how much he loves women. So it's really just interesting seeing the dichotomy of the two. At the Going time. from hating to loving women. In, yeah, in, just uh, like that. In, in pop music. Everything <laughs> that Guns N' Roses and especially Axel Rose is not so. But it's still yeah. a great song. Like it's a rocker. You know. Yeah. I just you just won't pay. I don't usually pay attention to the lyrics anyway. So Chris. You know, I think yeah, this will be my buy. Uh, this is the one time where I actually kind of perked up and went, oh okay. I mean, I don't want to. Turn to another album. I don't, I don't want to go listen to 1984 like I did so many times. Throughout <laughs> <laughs> slog. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like lyric lyrics withstanding. I mean, uh, I don't know. I guess maybe it's it's, a, it's an F yeah it, rocker. It's, it's yeah, give, give it a break to him. Yeah, yeah and I get yeah. it. And yeah, <laughs> this is my biggest stocks on the rise. This was like the one where I'm like, oh man, that is killer riff. Love the verses. Chorus actually might be my least favorite part of it, but it's still all around. I think it's a great song. And uh, one that I'm going to put on my playlist uh, and buy, ring it up, because Ooh, I feel like I most... I just going for a love. No, I feel like most people probably already know Live and Let Die in November Rain and possibly even Don't Cry. And it's like, you know what? I want to show a little love to a deep cut here. And, uh, you know, maybe a middle-of-the-pack type song, but I really think that's where GNR shines the best. I mean, don't get me wrong, they can write a, a big theatrical hit single like November Rain, but I think the sweet spot bread and butter is like these out-to-get-me night train type tracks, and I think Back Off Bitch is uh, one of those that they do really well. Kev? Uh, big love for me. All right, let's that's bring awesome. it on over to Double Talking Jive. <laughs> Mark, what do you get on this one? <laughs> Uh, I love it. I don't care what anybody says. I, uh, I, I I like it as this is the kind of piece that I would appreciate more of if you're going to just throw lots of ideas at me. <sighs> Man, yeah, double talking job. I just can't think of think of like so New Orleans, it? like shrimp gumbo or something like that. <laughs> so is it me? I don't have. Oh, is it? All right, go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, just giving myself away here, Chris. No, no, you just want to get, get, get it to the bottom of the, uh, yeah, this is going to where the, where the, the fish and gumbo live, in the, in the sewers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> flush it. <laughs> it sounds good, but I can't, I can't, I have, I, I can't ignore, yeah, just the construction really bugged me, yeah. Right, Alex. Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't write anything down in my notes <coughs> for this one. I feel like I do remember kind of liking that riff. I, I don't. I I do actually remember how it goes. Isn't Izzy singing on this one? Uh, uh, this might be one of his songs. I don't know if he's singing on it though. What's, what what song am look. I thinking that he sings on? Is it Dustin Bones that he sings on? 
I don't even remember. Yeah, he's saying Sunduck. Fucking Giants. Um, I think Larry, that's. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think Izzy wrote it. I'm just reading the. Hang on. Uh, on stage. That's fine. On stage, Rose often dedicated this song to whoever pissed him off that day. All right, maybe, yeah. I'll, maybe I'll, give, I'll give it the flush, but I feel like I kind of like that opening riff, but. Oh, I don't know. Need I, vocals on Double Talk and Jive. Yeah, I, don't, I just don't know how often I'd return to it. No offense. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm punishing it more for it's just where it's, it's unevenness, like massive. <coughs> and half the song is just a solo. Yeah. Uh, oh, Chris was a flush. Alex was a flush. I'm taking yeah. over for Mark here for a little bit. Uh, that leaves me right on Double Talk and Jive. I'm going to... I don't love this song... But I think that GTR Steve Howe part at the end, it, it's uneven, but at least I remember it. So it's going to be like a light squeeze, I guess. I'll give it a light squeeze. Okay. All right, so. All right, and then let's bring on over to the big hit, November Rain. Uh, is Mark here? Mark, Mark, yep, yeah, Mark, Mark, Mark said, said that he was going to love this one. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Chris, what about yourself? Uh, am I going to terminate? No, I'm not going to terminate this. I, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't, didn't want to resurrect my jump uh, controversy, but uh, no, November Rain, it's a, it's a classic. It's uh, it's something that shouldn't have worked, but uh, it does. Yeah, even at nine, almost nine minutes. Yeah, so you got to give him credit for pulling off such a uh, such a dangerous feat in pop music. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, this is... Uh... Pretty iconic song. I, I need to go back and rewatch the video. I know it's a pretty iconic video too. And uh, you know, I appreciate when they can do something this grandiose. I think it, it really does kind of work. Um, <clears throat> maybe not like my favorite thing they do. I almost like, like I said, kind of the more kind of dumbed down, straight ahead, whiskey a go go kind of party rockers. But I mean, props to them for for making this work, especially with uh, with Axel's voice. So I'll give it the big love as well, Kev. Yeah, it's it's rare when a band's like creative and complexity peak at the same time as their popularity. And maybe this wasn't their number one hit, but the fact that it became so popular, uh, I'm going to do the typical thing and buy this song. I know that may be standard, but I think yeah. it's it's unique enough. I feel like it deserves a buy from one of us. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's just one of those things, yes, it shouldn't have worked, it did. Um, so it, it's got to go on my playlist. Okay. Uh, let's bring it on over to the garden. Mark is gone gonna still. He's, he's, he's going to love he's this loving one. Yeah. All right, Chris, what do you think? Uh, another big love for me. Yeah, it's a nice, dark, kind of bredging rocker. Uh, and it's got Alice, so yeah, it's 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 all good. I, I'm absolutely with you there. I love the Alice feature. Yeah. Love love yeah. the riffs in this. I think it works very well. So big love for me, Kev. Yeah, agreed. It's like I said, it's one of the more memorable ones on the album. So big love for me as well. Okay, and let's bring it on over to the Garden of Eden. Uh, Mark again is gone. Not we don't know thing. what he's gonna get. Maybe we'll come back to him on this one. Yeah, he yeah. will just do it, and then yeah, he yeah. can throw. <laughs> uh, Chris? Um, yeah, I'll, I'm going to give this one a love. I liked this one more than uh, Perfect Crime. I feel this one was a little bit more memorable, so I'll give it a love. Okay. Um, yeah, this was Garden of Eden. Uh, 
You know, I might actually have to give this one the flush out of the two gardens. Uh, <laughs> I, I appreciated the first, the first nice. one. Yeah. And Mark, what, what's your uh, on a Garden of Eden? What's your? Uh... Oh, I flushed this one. Oh, did you? Okay. Okay, and Kev. I'm the only one who's keeping it. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I should have said a light squeeze. Yeah. But I, like I said, like I said, yeah, like I said, like I said, I, I didn't hate it as much as a perfect crime. That was kind of my. Uh, I'll give it a little bit. I, of a I boost. would agree with that. Yeah, I would agree yeah. with that. All right, track thirteen. Don't damn me, Mark. What about this one? Uh, great tough song. Flush it. <laughs> That's what you do with great tough songs. Hey, Chris. Yeah. And again, to quote the end uh, line of this song, all right, that sucked. Uh, it goes down the drain. Yeah. <laughs> How yeah. can you not flush it? Yeah. They're going to tell you to flush it. Yeah. To flush it. <laughs> song with directions, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I might give this one a light squeeze just for that opening riff. I thought it was pretty good. So, uh, I know, I feel like I'm being a little harsh on some of these, so I'll, I'll give the light squeeze for that. And Kevin. Uh, to quote the opening line of this song, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't even factor into my song. <laughs> All right. Track 14 of 16. <laughs> uh, Mark, Bad Apples. Uh, gonna have to flush this one again. I'm sorry. But you know what? I'm not sorry. I made a lot of money with this album. Yeah, yeah I'm this... gonna. Oh, Chris, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. That's all right. Stop getting ahead of yourself. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm gonna go a little. Uh, gonna go one step farther than Mark. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to kill this one. And a bad apple is a bad apple, and it needs to go in the garbage. Yeah, it's just, it's to, it's not original, and uh, it just doesn't sound very good. Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't sound very good. Well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't know what to tee on this album. Uh, and, and for anybody, again, if you're joining us for the first time on Guns N' Roses, I should have stated this at the top of the show or the top <laughs> of the section, but we do have to terminate a song. Uh, it's just part of the rules of the game. We're playing devil's advocate here. If we had to do it, we'd do it. So I'm sorry if Bad Apples is one of your favorite songs, but... <laughs> You know, we're Don't playing know the game. Be, but we're playing. Okay. I, hey, I'm sure. I'm sure there's some deep cut Guns N' Roses fans out there, but uh, this one will get the T for me. I'm not sure there are that many. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. I don't know. Um, but Kev, <laughs> can you Wake can't even say it? <laughs> All right. Beating, are we beating a dead horse on this one, Mark? We are flushing this one, too. It's just kind of a given at this point. It's just doing the roll it. <laughs> Alex, you going to try to stuff the rest of that horse down the urinal? <laughs> you know, I said I'm like funny. Trying to get out the chainsaw. <laughs> I, said, I said funny. It actually kind of sounds like a Nirvana song at first before it kicks in, and I feel like I kind of liked it when it kicked in. But, uh, yeah, I don't, again, I don't know how much I'm going to be really coming back to a lot of this stuff. 
Um, so yeah, I suppose we could send it on down. This has a very like reload feel to it, where you're just kind of done yeah. with everything. I know like Attitude's a great song and Fixer is oh, cool, yeah. but like, it's more it's more like Slither or Bad Seed or something. Lumbers, <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, it's my time to flush the rest of the tail down. Horse tail down. <laughs> so, that's all that's left. See the tail spinning in the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody make some glue out of that horse. <laughs> all right, well, we've reached the end here. Coma. Mark, what do you think? Is he going to... Oh, I'm, I'm going to have to flush it, too. Like, I don't know. This wow. album with the poop. <laughs> and really good. Decided to end with the poop. In Mark's, wow. in Mark's album, this this album ended with the garden. Think about how long ago that was. Yeah, I would say that that would be a, a good clo- if you're going to consider it as an album. They, I don't know. They're just not. A, there's just so much bloat in it. Just in a ten minute song, there's, not, there's some parts to love, but there's more yeah. to not. So yeah, yeah. yeah there's flesh. Yeah, there's enough here for me. I'll give it a love. Yeah, not a strong love, but, uh, uh, but uh, uh, enough of a love. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm going to give it a love as well, just because that riff is just so good. I, I love that. And Which honestly, riff? the down, 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 down. I think it's That's great. very 90s. Yeah, but I think it works. <laughs> I'm and, just saying uh, it is. It is yeah, the 90s. Yeah. So. And, and, yeah. <laughs> and honestly, I don't really hate the, uh, the sound, the vocal... Uh, the talking bits and stuff like that. I, I thought it was kind of interesting. So um, I'll, I'll give it a love. Kev. It's, it's not terrible. I don't really love it that much. And I don't know how much I'm going to come back to it, but it is it's good. ambitious. Uh, I'll give it a squeeze. So, okay. Yeah. All right. And across 16 tracks, that is the only deviation that Kevin and I have on this one. Uh, yeah. Swapping buys, of course. So, but, so, uh, so, who had the most loves? Uh, that would probably be wow. Alex. Yeah, maybe this one's okay. for you. Uh, but you know God, what? I'm being nice. I you think did, you didn't really have that many. You only had eight out of sixteen. I Loves. am going yeah. to. St- I'll bump it down to a seven, but I still feel like the strength of the high points keeps this one a seven for me. And Despite flushing a ton of it. Man, and I think I'm looking at all music right now, and this is the second highest, and which I'm maybe I'm not surprised by, but the second highest rated GNR album. Yeah, and Appetite, it only kind of goes downhill from here. Yep. <laughs> well, I mean, what else would you consider? It's not going to be Spaghetti Incident. It's not oh, going to be Democracy. Well, I was thinking maybe, I, and bear in mind, I have not really listened to much of User Illusion 2. Um, so I thought maybe that one could be Use Your Illusion one, but it uh, doesn't look like it. So, uh, but maybe those alternate lyrics to Don't Cry really do it for you. How are really connecting with the original lyrics? I'm, I'm, I'm just waiting to get to my world. Is, uh, is that the yeah, same or, as the Metallica song? Isn't there a Metallica That's song what I mean world? about these comparisons. I mean, you got Load, Reload, you got... Even the touring co- together, even the red and yellow in the cover is very load is, reload. And is then you got my else, world. What's going on here? Is anybody else looking forward to Shotgun Blues? Like maybe that's maybe that's really good. <laughs> I can tell you that Get in the Ring. Yeah, I, I know that song. Yeah, have I know. We're gonna, we gonna have fun with that. I already, I already, I've already heard that song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the uh, pretty I mean, tied up the perils of rock and roll decadence. 
Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're evaluating these as separate albums and they're really not. They're really just one big quadruple album, I suppose. So I don't know if it's fair enough to consider this, you know, you know their next record. But uh, yeah, that's where we'll be going next week. If you uh, have gotten to this point, you love your Guns N' Roses. So hopefully we won't bash you. You're losing two as much as we did this one. Although I think we give it a fair shake. And before I guess, before we sign off, uh, anybody else want to change their rating? 6.5 for Chris, no, 6 for Alex, no, 6, 6 for that's, Kevin? That's, I think mine's fair. Yeah, it kind of like fits within my parameters I was, for I was, at, I was at 6.5. Maybe I'll, I'll drop it down to half point, 6. Yeah. Okay, that leaves me alone leading I, the charge for this record. I don't know. I, I, I guess I, I'd be interested, like, for diehard GNR fans, again, realize that I'm kind of coming, you know, at this band not knowing a whole lot. Based off of, like, what I flushed and we flushed, I mean, again, yeah, are we missing something? Uh, should we look into this stuff more? Like, if anything, nah. maybe... I feel like we're giving praise to the ones that I think are kind of obvious, and if anything, we're being generous on some of the deep cuts. I mean, I found yeah. I found a new favorite GNR song. That, yeah, I don't know. I think maybe, I think we gave some a fair shake to some of the deep cuts. I'm not trying I to be harsh or anything. Th- this yeah. is not Dark Side of the Moon, where us just not talking 100% praise and complimentary <laughs> worship of. Roger Waters and any color you like is going to be met with extreme uh, response by the our listeners. It's more of a, yeah, I mean, yeah, you get it. This is kind of what you do with use your, use your illusions. You flush half of them. That's, yeah. that's what uh, is kind of the accepted narrative, I think, of these records. And I don't think that I have any deviation from that. And I think that the songs that are flushed and down there in the septic tank are kind of the ones everyone else would maybe I, we're missing one so that's why you reach out and talk to us but i, uh, I also yeah. feel like this these two albums are ones where like i would want to go watch like a pro shot concert from this era and hear some of these deep cuts live and be like okay that is yeah. actually kind of sick but are yeah. there any of them would, wouldn't you rather hear live and let die live like, aren't you kind of Shit. wasting time at the show waiting for, you know, bad apples to wrap <laughs> no, up so yeah, we can get to live and let die? Sure, but maybe it would just, you know. Uh, how many times help. do you have to go to the bathroom? I don't wait, know. What, yeah. Wait, what, 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 is that, what is that song that got extended? Uh, we don't double even talk remember. And double Talk and Jive. Eight minutes. The eight, the eight to nine it. minute version. I hope they did an eight minute version of Don't Cry Alternate. It's like, do I want to yeah. go on YouTube after we're done? And actually, no, I think I'm just going to go to bed. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I want to get on You strongly anymore. advise against having COVID and listening to Use Your Illusion. <laughs> that's the takeaway. That's, that's yeah. the next article I want to see on COVID. Doctors well, advise. Well, that's, that, 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 that's why the recovery took so many more days. Yeah, that was, yeah. 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 Guns <laughs> has finally had some mercy on us and thrown a 14-track album our way. Next time, with no songs that clock over 10. Um, only a seven minute or an eight minute or a nine minute or a seven minute or oh, well it's another seven minute or um well we'll get there next time so see you then use your illusion two up next